Hey, Spencer, have you heard of Lisa Lampanelli? Oh, you're talking about the queen of mean, right? Yeah, but she's also become the queen of lean. Did you know that? She has a, a play called Stuffed, where she delivers brash, skinny insight from the fridge to your ears. No, oh, yeah, not, no. I don't think that's what happens in the play. <laughs> I've actually heard reviews for the New York Times that have said uh, Stuffed offers laughs, genuine pain, and even a bit of insight. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Why? Is that relevant to anything? Well, well, you know, yeah, Lisa Lampanelli, she's got a lot of street cred, and she's also got a new Feral Audio uh, podcast um, where she and her co-host, Mike Morse, uh, talk about health, food, body image, everything else to help you be the best you you can be. That's a that's a, that's a a real hairpin turn for the queen of mean. She's, she's stopped stomping on uh, political sensitivities uh, long enough to help you self-actualize and get, engage in some self-care. So what? She dishes out some tough love as she takes your questions about being fat? Fat, being skinny, being anything but right, and helps you grab a little self-acceptance. I mean, is that what we're talking about? Yeah, but there's other stuff too. Like if you if you want to get yelled at by uh, Lisa, you can email get stuffed at feralaudio.com, uh, and maybe she'll uh, she'll make you feel like a piece of shit on the, on the podcast, <laughs> or, or or maybe she'll make you feel better. I, you you don't know with Lisa Lampanelli, she's the queen. Of mean and lean, um, <laughs> give their give her hotline a ring three four seven four six four two six five four, and you might end up in the show that way too. But in either case, it's worth a listen. It's free. Like uh, I think it's very interesting that she that she's 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 like had some transformative n- nutritional experience that she and now is is, is doing insights because you know what's interesting about the idea of Lisa Lampanelli talking about body image and stuff is that we already know that she doesn't give a shit about what your feelings so and and what we probably need to do more of when we're talking about um, health issues and stuff is actually have some frank conversations we're a very fat country very diabetic country very diluted uh, v- vain. Um, uh, self-loathing, uh, shallow country. Like, like, what, what, what do we need to do to actually be healthy? I, I, I would trust uh, uh, the queen of mean turned queen of lean to, to, to tell me that. Yeah. So make sure you subscribe to uh, get stuffed. Get stuffed. Kick the craving. Subscribe to get stuffed on iTunes, Stitcher, FeralAudio.com slash get stuffed, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Rhetoric Coffee is a subscription service delivering the best coffee you've ever tasted. That's not hyperbole. Rhetoric Coffee commissions original art directly from comic book artists and then hand screen prints them on each bag. Each one you receive as a special life and is a unique, organic work of art. Feel good about drinking ethical coffee for once in your life, you horrible monster. Rhetoric goes above and beyond fair trade, not just for their coffee, but in how they pay the artists. The relationship with their artists allows the artist to continue making prints of their original work while allowing them full use for Rhetoric's projects. Everybody wins. Except Afghanistan. Each roast is completely unique. You won't taste these complex flavors anywhere else. Their commitment to quality is top-notch. They are drinking what they are selling. Now, people at Reddick will tell you that their coffee is not conflict coffee. I'm not totally certain, but they, they, they keep protesting that it's not, which makes me wonder whether or not all of their coffee is conflict. Go to rhetoriccoffee.com, sign up, and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. F-E-R-A-L is how feral is spelled. Just volunteered that for you. Spencer, did you know that all of me undies are made out of rhetoric coffee? Yeah. That, that's, that's how they get their underwear so soft? That's how they get that distinctive crunch. Whoa. This is synergy. 
That's rhetoric, R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C, you post-Trump millennial illiterate. Um, rhetoric is spelled with an H, like rhesus monkey. Oh, yeah, that clarified it for you because you're so <laughs> fucking smart, dipshit. That's rhetoric, R-H-E-T-O-R-I-C, coffee.com. Sign up and use the promo code FERAL for 30% off your first roast. Only available on the dark web. (laughs) (laughs) Next to a picture of of Adam Baldwin's balls. Let's bring out our game master, Spencer Crittenden, everybody. And the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you, thank you. We should get some official business out of the way first. There's There's a birthday boy here. There's probably multiple birthday boys, but only one had a, had friends that emailed Steve Levy and said, birthday boy's coming to town from Ohio. His name is Ian Bowers. Ian Bowers, are you in the house? Raise your hand, Ian, where are you? Way back there. Ian Bowers uh, in his business casual Saturday look with no sleeves, I like that. So I wrote a little song for you, Ian. Ian Bowers, are we saying that right? You're from Ohio, correct? Yes. And you and your, your gal flew in just, just for this? More or less. More, well, <laughs> you could have lied to us and said. Well, yeah, they said just for this, so I wrote a song. <laughs> what, are you going to medieval times, too? Because <laughs> a lot of people come to the show just, you know, to knock out other shit. And I wrote you a song. Dan, you don't have to sing it. If, you, if, you, if your feelings are hurt, maybe you, you just you don't sing it. All right, so can we put the... This is the phone sound. The lightning we need working. Ian, what else, what else did you come to L.A. for? Uh, we're going to Joshua Tree. All right, so you, meaning drugs. <laughs> awesome. Are you going gonna to climb rocks and do acid and stuff? More or less. <laughs> <laughs> is, the, is the lightning cable audio... grew his food from the land Ian Bowers took a poop in his hand Ian Bowers told the truth like a man He said, Mama, I just took a poop in my hand And she said, Oh, Ian, don't you know This is how you grow You need to leave Ohio While the harvest moon is low Drive across the land So Dan can use GarageBand to make you understand, you gotta not poop in your hands. You gotta use a toilet, Ian, cause it's your birthday. Ian, it's your birthday. Ian Bowers, it's your birthday. Stay your worth day. It's your birthday. Second verse is improvised. Ian 
hours, took some pee in a jar. Drank it down, got in his car with his girlfriends, drove, and they drove across the land with some poop inside their hand and a pee inside a jar. And they rubbed it together and made poopy pee together. Birds of a Western feather, Ian and his girlfriend, not to objectify her. Let's let her pass the sexy lamp test, I think they call it. Have you heard of that test, Jeff? It, it seems a little codependent if your boyfriend wants to make you drive across the country and drink his pee and poop. No, it's called true love. It's called interdependent. It's two people, individuals that love each other so much they Well, you know when you love somebody truly If they'll eat your poo and drink your pee Darling, won't you come to the Apache Trail Put on your boots and fuck a snail <laughs> And they never had to even stop for gas Because their car was fueled by the love that comes from drinking each other's poop and pee now flowers grow for you, for your pee and poo, pee and poo. In the ring of fire, what for me and you? Now, Ian. If you think the people in the fucking medieval times are gonna do that for you, you're fucking mistaken. Yeah, they're gonna get a list of everyone's birthdays and then they're gonna like throw a plastic treasure at you. Because everyone that goes there, it's their birthday. It's a, it's a, it's a con. Only, only this show uh, does what we just did. Uh, so uh, Only the show makes you theoretically eat pee and poo. <laughs> So, Jeff, are you familiar with the pill cultures, like the, the uh, online, like the red pill, the blue pill, the that now there's, there's more pills. The Matrix? Like, yeah, well, it's based on the Matrix. No, I, I am not. Uh, hit, hit me to the judge. Based on the Matrix. I love that uh, blue pill community, man. Yeah, but man, those blue pill people are oh, the worst. Yeah. We, wow, no, we just love it. They're just in the dreamland. Oh, man. That's great. us. We're the blue pill people. Oh, boy. Yeah. Because we live in the fucking illusion where, like, you know, women are equals and, like, <laughs> your vote matters. Yeah, it's and, great. Like, That's steak what I'm saying. tastes good and, like, you know, oh, Joe Pantoliano is a senator or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's the blue. That's the illusion. And then the red pill is, like, the nuance. It's the edge. It's the fucking, I see all the levels. I see it. I see that the hard truths that no one wants to see. Uh, that's 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 the red pill. That's you living in reality. But then there's we were we were getting confused today because there's also black pill. Black pill, I think, is when you're. Uh, I think it's when either pill is just made made you insane. I think if you red pill so yeah. much that you disconnect from reality, you've now black pilled. Oh, also, th those pills are more likely to be shot by police. <laughs> but if you take the red pills, you know why. Right. If you take blue pills, you're like, why are the black pills getting shot? I don't understand. 
Uh, are, are they Snagglepuss? Yeah. <laughs> and then there was something about white pills, and I don't know what those what that is. But uh, but there's different pills for different things. And then there's different movements too online. Uh, it's now come to so this is the weird thing because you know like in my day, 2016. Like, it was like, you were either a, an alpha or a cuck. That's what I understood to be the case. And so a cuck is, okay, you like, like you can't, you can't handle women like you're like, you're submissive to them because you just hope that, that women will just donate some sex to you. You're living, you're, you're living the lie. You're like, please ladies, if I virtue signal enough, won't you give me your vagina nuggets? Alms for the cuck poor. Please, Cersei, please, throw, throw your vagina candies from your Lannister wagon. Uh, and uh, those are cucks, that's me. And then, uh, and all of our friends and almost everybody in the audience, but except for maybe one guy who's like gonna run up here and go or something at some point in the show and I'll become Shia LaBeouf. And, um, but, but, but that's, that's, that, and then I thought, and then the other thing is like, you're alpha, okay? Like you work out, you take, you, your body's a temple. You try not to jerk off a lot, I think, because you deserve sex from women who are sluts. And, um, and if they try to pretend like they're not, it's like some shit they're trying to pull. And you need to understand that if you say to a woman, like, nice coat, she'll be like, oh, can I suck your dick? Because, like, this, they just respond to that shit since paleo times. So, so that, that's, that's, the other, that's the other side. And I'm trying to be objective about this. Like, I'm be like, oh, those are the two things I understood. But lately what I've been learning about is now there's like... There's, I have no, and I don't, I don't want to like stomp on any, I don't want anybody to be like, that's not what that is, and you got that backwards. I'm assuming I don't know what the fuck anyone's talking about anymore, but, but I'm just, I'm just like, Cody was like sitting in bed today with the iPad, and she's like, she's like, what the fuck? And I was like, what, what, there's, there's these things, there's like Omega, Omega virgins or something, there's this whole thing about virginity now. Yeah. There's like, like the, so the, so there's, there's like alt-righty kind of people who are virgins, but who, who don't want to have sex with women and are straight. Because that would make them a cuck? Right. What? I think that's what it is. It's like, it's like I'm a virgin and I have power because I'm a virgin because no, no sale, young lady. <laughs> because the very idea of pleasuring a woman is, is vile to me. <laughs> but there, or, 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 or even getting pleasure from them, though. That's like you're going, so, so, you're, so you're talking about we're subdividing now because there's people who are going like, look, you're not going to fucking defeat me by pointing out that I have a hunchback or a mole on my lip or something that that's why I'm a Nazi. Like, 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 like I, I know that card and I'm not gonna let you play it. Like, I, cause there's a thing called incel, is that? Yeah. It's involuntary, involuntary. celibacy. Now, yeah. is that the same thing? Is it like, like, like. It just means like I'm a militant virgin. Right. <laughs> but, but involuntary doesn't sound like militant no, about being a virgin. It sounds it like, like voluntary, but it's like, it's like, I can't get laid, but I wouldn't if I could. Right. No, involuntary like, means you didn't choose. Right. It's like it's like it's like it's like being like a, a proud Quasimodo. Well, like you're, 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 you're I, going, I, I chose think, I chose to be unfuckable. Well, not I did no, not. No, chose. I didn't choose, but I choose to be proud of not being involuntarily fuckable. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Well. Well, but if you think about it for a second, it's they're not taking that, I mean, it back. Yeah, what's that? They're taking it back. They don't right. want to be called virgins. They're incels. <laughs> Sounds like like they're splinter cell or something. Well, like because it's, it's they're breaking the chains of that go-to that you can always say. Sure. You could you, you could just say, well, you're ugly and you're just doing this because you're pent up and you have a lot of sperm in your balls that can't get out and you're like and you don't like jerking off for some reason because you read that Joe Rogan doesn't or something and you're. <laughs> And, you, and, and I'm not banging on the roadster. I'm just now saying. Now I don't want to jerk off anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Rogan does it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I just—he's—he's a—he's like—he's all ripped in like cage fights and like I don't know. He's like I imagine that he probably. I wouldn't be surprised if you found out he was like, no, dude, you got a no fap or something. I don't know. Or maybe he's like, no, you got to jerk off three times a day. I don't know. But I shouldn't have riffed Joe Rogan's name. That's gonna be very, very distracting. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I think it's kind of interesting, the idea of, like, because what we're really talking about here is, is our original base, nerds. You're talking about people that feel unfuckable, people that are, like, maybe, they, and they look, when they look in the mirror, they're like, oh, yeah, I know, I know why no one wants to fuck me. And then, and then those people are saying, yeah, but I still want to be, like, on the alpha side. So you can't tell me, oh, no one wants to fuck you. I know that. Yeah. You're not supposed to want to, yes, and I, I, I don't care. Yes, if I had a magic wand, I would make myself look like Tom Cruise. No, I cannot do that. I do not have that magic wand. I am proud of myself. You will not shame me. I still know bitches is crazy. Yes. I'm the king of unfuckability. It's, it's interesting. See all these little quadrants that are subquadrants are developing. There's this guy. This guy, I had, uh, Cody was like, she just went down this rabbit hole. Like, if it was me, I wouldn't, but I was, I was like, you gotta text that to me. So this is like an example for, this is like a, uh, this, is a this is a blog entry from a, from a guy that's like a, I don't know if he would call himself incel or if he, his, his, his blog entry, and I don't want to be the I don't want to be the reason why shade gets thrown on him as the millennials say. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be the, but, but. I, yeah, it's, it's, the words Omega Virgin are in his um, URL, so it's, I, I assume it's like, like he's like an incel or a, or a, or a super verge or so, but I, I don't know if these guys hate each other. It's just, look over there, the super verges just crashed the party. Let's, let's show them how incels do it. Sanctuary! Um, so this is his blog entry. The title is, Women Think That Gazpacho Is Creepy. Well, that's where he and I agree, because I... I'm kidding. Yesterday, I was out getting lunch that recently added gazpacho, a cold Spanish tomato soup, to their menu. I overheard two women ahead of me in line talking about the new gazpacho. One of the women asks the other what gazpacho is. Change tense, that's fine. The other woman says... Dan, Dan... Don't, don't tempt shame. <laughs> I mean, what's the, where is the pride maypole? If it's not, I mean, there's gotta be something. You gotta be Frasier if you're gonna go here. Okay. <laughs> One of the women asks the other what gazpacho is. The other woman says that it's like salsa that you drink. The first woman says that gazpacho is creepy. The second woman agreed. <laughs> After that, I made sure to get some gazpacho with my lunch. 
because I was not going to let women ruin gazpacho, especially by calling gazpacho creepy. I have been saying for a long time that women calling men creepy is bullshit. However, this proves it. Women are willing to call traditional Spanish cuisine creepy, which is complete rubbish by itself. If a soup can be creepy, then any man being called creepy is meaningless. Oh, he he I, let himself off the hook. I don't know, I don't know what formula that is in ge geometric equations. I don't know if that's the transitive it's, property. It's I, like, I, I think it's called <laughs> the prestige. If two women think soup is creepy, yeah, and then, all women think I'm creepy, then, and I eat the soup and like it, I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> It almost get, it, it brings up this point because I can almost sense some of you thinking what I'm thinking as I'm halfway through that. I'm like, wait, is this a bit? Is this guy doing a character? This is the problem with our new generation. We got, we, 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 they're, they're very ironic and savvy. Like, you, don't, you can't tell. Like, like, and, and, and also, I think that's like a fallback. It's kind of like, you know, when you go to, you go to a, a high school dance or, or, or wherever, you know, it, it, you're, it's a function and you're feeling awkward and you don't know when you should dance and if you should dance and if you do dance, how you should dance and uh, what you think of the people dancing. And it's like, like, there's all these things going through your head, but like you can like conquer a lot of them by just kind of like going like this and like, like dancing goofy. But like, like there's so much fluidity there. Like, I just think that, you know, and I, 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 it, 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 we, these kids today, like, they, they, they just, they just, they just, it, it, it's so easy to just like be passionate about something and like rail about something, and then if anybody were to ever say, "Well, that's 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 fucked up," like you seem like a horrible person, you could be like, "That's the point," even if it wasn't the point. Like, like you could just be like, "That's the point." Or you could say, I was kidding, even if you weren't kidding. You could even not know if you're kidding or what the point is. That's why these fucking children of the damned are terrifying to me. They don't, they don't know even what Nazism is. They're, and they're like, like, oh, this swastika will look great on my balls. And then they're like, and then they take their for, balls for like, out there, they put them out there, and their balls get kicked, and they're like, this is fucking fucked up, man. Like, we don't, we don't know when they're kidding. Did you see that guy, the guy, the, you know, the guy, the guy that talked like Bob Hope, the, the white supremacist in the Vice, Viceland documentary, that guy? Yeah. I was like, the Jews are killing me, oh boy. Uh, I gotta say. We're not, we're, I didn't even say we're nonviolent. I mean, we're violent. I'll kill these fucking people if I have to. And then he's in the hotel room and he's going like, I'm, I don't even know it's Chelsea Manning. Um, I said, like, didn't you think while you're watching that video, like, is this dude kidding? He might be doing a bit. And I'm like, well, where does this bit land? Like, what if it's some part of some plan, you know? That's why I didn't bother making fun of him because I was like, this is too easy. But, but what I did love most of all was that, then, of course, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, the, What's it? Okay, Cupid, like pulling his profile <laughs> and going like he's banned for life. Aww. This is why I choose the blue pill because I like the idea that uh, hive mind or not that 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 now that that can be this guy's purgatory that he's like that that's a, like undateable. <laughs> like he's just branded and he's like ah oh, come on that sucks. Like I just wanted to use Okay Cupid to to meet a Nazi girl. Talk about Jews and how they shouldn't be. Well, I tickled her belly with a rose. I 
I like long walks on the beach and I can't wait to get these black people out of here. I got 17 guns and four manifestos and I love Stranger Things. Will you be mine? Pending, pending a Ancestry.com ch check. He's also that new, that new wave of Nazi where he, he's not afraid to show his emotional side. He's not afraid to cry on camera. I know, but that's a, why would he do that? Why would he do that? I mean, the answer is, well, he's nuts, right? Like, he's, he's unhinged, he's borderline. Like, he, that's the whole, how he got into racism in the first place is he didn't, there's some valve missing where he doesn't, like, understand, he doesn't have perspective. He doesn't see the bigger picture. Uh, and maybe sometimes we don't. There were 20,000 people in Boston. It was like this big show. We all loved it. And then we were like, I, I was just slowly like, wait, who's in that rotunda? Like, do you see the thing? I was like, every, you woke up to it. I was like, hate speech rally. Uh, you know, like absolutely shut down by the people of Boston. Like they filled the streets. This beautiful image of these, all the racists in the world only fit inside this little rotunda. Uh, and then everybody else is going around. Like, you know, there were people chanting, fuck free speech. Uh, it's it's alarming, uh, but it's still like you you still take it. You're like it's it's way better than the alternative. Five months ago, if you had asked me, uh, oh that well, what do you think is going to happen? I'd be like, all those twenty thousand people are going to be like, give them a chance, give Trump a chance, and I'm like, I'd be packing my bags and like 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 I just go to I don't know where I'd go Tulum. We go back to maybe I can afford to live in, uh, under the hotel. Uh, uh, the eggs I like, I, I, but I really no. I had the lowest opinion of us. I thought that all the people. I thought that if you gathered twenty thousand of us, we would be like, oh, I'm scared enough to. Uh, sure, I'll hate an immigrant or two, or we'll wrap that in a package, like where I don't have to say that out loud anymore. We'll call it a different thing, and I'll start chanting that. I, so it had, even if there was just one old lady in that rotunda with like a free speech sign and she just pissed her pants and died, it's still a better day than, uh, than you know, maybe if then she really died, I guess. Okay, fine. Would she die of pissing her pants? I mean, let's say she died of natural causes and people oh. felt bad. Like she was like, oh, like, like she had a thyroid condition. That would be a good day. Anyways, but it's better times now, right? It's like uh, it's like a, it's like a weird like uh, it's like a part of the carnival ride where uh, where you're already through the shit that like really made you piss your pants, and then but it's like no more safe now. But you're like desensitized. But now you're kind of like. I don't know, like, really, we're now shouting, like, faster at the carny. Like, we're like, faster! Like, whereas we were, you know, now, we, now we're all out of our minds and, like, just wanting to do this. Like, let's just, like, let's take this, let's see where this goes. Uh, yeah, it's, like, the most alarming thing for me is that, that they don't have to wear hoods anymore. They get to actually uh, show their face on camera. Like, that, that's the scary thing. I mean, it's alarming that they thought they could, but it's uplifting that it turns out they kind of couldn't. Like, right. like they're and getting they're all, fired they're all, they're and they're, they're bummed out. They're getting fired. Like, I, I just thought I could hate a couple black people on the weekends. No. <laughs> yeah, and it's that logic thing. You revert to that logic thing and the outrage thing and the victim thing. It's like... More and more what we're learning is that the entire time there's just like, we're all like little kittens and we want to suck at this titty of like feeling sorry for ourselves. And it's like, 
these are the people that that perceived everybody else as getting a big mouthful of that specific titty like like <laughs> that they they perceived the rest of us as feeling sorry for ourselves and getting like handouts for being victims and they were like i want that job they i always thought the whole time they were like get off my shoe you crazy Victim, they were like, "No, move over, victim. I want that victim gravy. Like you're, you're, you're hogging it all. Delicious. Like, I want to be oppressed. Like there was a guy. There was a, the, the, one of the one of those uh, virgin uh, soldier people was like they 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 used the fr- they, they they referred to women as oppression thieves. Wait, what? And I, I thought that was an eye opener. I was like, yeah, they're oppression thieves. They were referring specifically to the Harambe meme and how women hijacked that and oh, turned it into. Shit. I remember when that. Uh, something that's not fair because we were just having fun and women turn everything into how women are victims. Yeah, and it's like, that and, but sucked. It, and then I, I thought I understood all of that logic, but now it's kind of adorable that it turns out the rest of that sentence is like, yeah, women, we're the victims. We want to be the victims. We never get to be the victims. It's like that's what that's what privilege really is. It's a form of oppression. It's like denial of victimhood. You know, that's not fair. I never got to be a victim. You don't know what it's like to wake up every day and have no idea what a victim feels like. There's not a minute that goes by where I don't know that I command all that I survey. <laughs> and and I still can't get a job. <laughs> right, exactly. Isn't that the real fucking problem? Hey, 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 Mr. Superior Race, um, you could drop a few. <laughs> right, you, yeah, yeah, you, you could fucking, like, like you, could, you could be a little sexier. What, are you fucking kidding me? I've been turning my, mach- my body into a goddamn fucking Jew killing machine. <laughs> but what, 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 why? I got a fucking bar in my kitchen doorway. I fucking crank on that. <laughs> I, I just, Mr. Mr. Superior, I don't understand if you're if you're so superior to everybody. How come you feel so under the thumb of these inferior people? Be- because of the Jews and the black people and the and the black Jews. It, it sounds like it sounds like you're afraid that they might have one up on you. You might, they might be. I think superior. maybe you're afraid. I think you're afraid. I think you're afraid of the reality. I think the, the guy that doesn't have six guns and a knife on him. Well, I, 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 I seem more relaxed than you do. I just brought these so I could feel comfortable speaking my mind. Okay, like that's not something you could understand. You love you. You bring black people when you want to speak your mind. I have weapons. Like I, I don't trust black people to tr- protect my speech. You got all these black people helping you. I, speak. Speak. Are you secretly Jay Leno? I, I, I can't. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> but I just want to show you some headlines about the problem that we're facing here. This is real. This was really in the paper I mean, I here. Saw, I saw, Look at this headline. I saw that you drove here in a Stanley Steamer. I mean, I, 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 you I, know, look, that's a white, that's a white power car. <laughs> it's vintage. It's a butte. Uh, look at this headline. It says, uh, you get a load of this. Man saves Jew from tree, uh, gives it a bowl of milk. This is real. Anyways, I, uh, we get these headlines. I don't know. Here's the next one. This is a coupon in the paper. You Look at this. Three cakes and then look down on the corner. Jews. All right. Okay. I'm Jay Leno. I'm Jay Leno. Okay. You caught me. You caught me. It's okay to it's okay 
okay to admit that you're Jay Leno. I, know, I, don't, I just feel like I don't have a place. I feel like I'm being replaced. You were the king of late night for a while. Oh, it, it doesn't, like no Reich lasts forever. You, 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 can't, you can't be the king of late night for a thousand years. Yeah, that's your perception. That's, it. that's, that's how you see it. That's how, that's how. <laughs> Anyways, we have a great show. Let, let, let's bring out Kira Knightley, everybody. Kira Knightley is here today. Uh, Actually, we do have a guest. We yeah, we do guest? have a guest. Uh, he's no. been on the show before. He's our old friend. Let's, uh, let's welcome him back. Uh, the creator of the original IT crowd and so much more. And uh, big old Irish cousin of Harmontown from the Irish Harmontown uh, experience. I, know, I, was giving him, I was giving him time to get in the door. Let's, let's have a hand for Graham Linehan. Yeah. Hello, Graham. Hi, hey. How hi. are you? Good, how are you? What brings you to town? Do you live here now, or do you, are, you, are you a traveler? I just come here to do Harmontown. That's it? You just yeah. went? I yeah. had the exact... The last time I was here, uh, the first day, I did the same thing. I, I tweeted, I'm in L.A., what should I do? And I went to Glendale, which I didn't really like. Um, so no offense to no, people. It was no, the kind no, of square. No, no, nobody really likes Glendale. It, it's right. like the prisoner, isn't it? A little bit, <laughs> doesn't it? And uh, and uh, then today I forgot I went to Glendale before, and I did exactly the same thing. I said, "Where should I go?" And I fucking ended up in Glendale again. <laughs> and 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 then I did Harmontown that night, and I've just done that again now. So it's like. Barton Fink, except instead of <laughs> doing wrestler movies, I'm just going to be on Harmontown for the rest the of my life. The next time you come, you should come with Ian Bowers. He, uh... Who's Ian Bowers? He's this, this guy who thing. comes here sometimes and does a million things. Oh, and, like Maybe occasionally drops by here, like if it's convenient. And I wrote a song for him. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that the show I'm on is going to... It st- opens with a five-minute thing about drinking piss. <laughs> Oh, this is the Graham Linehan episode. Do you uh, do you want do you want some some vodka? No, I, I, I'm okay. No, it's I, made with potatoes. I, I, I went. To the... I know it's not whiskey, but it's made with potatoes. Now we were talking backstage, Graham. And I think I mentioned this last time you were on, but uh, I'm a huge Father Ted fan, which is oh, one of your early shows. Was that was that your first one or yeah, 20, 25 years ago? Now. Yeah. Think, was, yeah. That, was that the first show that you created? Uh, no, we did one before that called Paris, which was a sitcom about artists in the 1920s in yeah. Paris. Yeah, if you've not seen Father Ted, please just, just, just get on Father Ted. It's really funny. It's oh. really, really good. Thank you. And you're saying, kind of like in, the, in that loop thing where you keep doing the same thing, that two of your actors died on the same date. That's right, yeah. Frank left us, uh, Father Jack left us this year. So. On the same day? Yeah. Which is what date? Oh, God, I can't remember. I don't, yeah. I don't try and you remember. You should find out because you, you might be died. next. No, no. But Ardell's getting a bit nervous. There's just two left, but they're, they're still young, so it's going to be okay for a while, I hope. But anyway. <laughs> you can cut things in this, can't you? Uh, no, we, it all stays... If we're not cutting the pee and poo song, you're, that's staying in. I just have one more question uh, about Ireland. As, uh, where's my wife? 
she's she. Well, she's your ex-wife now. Well, okay, yeah, but it's like <laughs> she went to Ireland. She never came back. Really? She's, I think she's still over there. I don't know. I don't know. That, she's no, in I, Edinburgh. I just thought that would be a funny joke. I don't it know. was. It was great. I, I lost my wife, but she did. Yeah, that was. She was in Ireland for a while. Right. Right. Okay. Do you blame? <laughs> do you blame Ireland for steal, stealing your ex-wife? What's well, a beautiful country? <laughs> Flowing green hills, so act so innocent. Yeah, and then they bird dog you. We uh, we went to see a comedian once in in the states and uh, somewhere where was it New York, and uh, the guy said who was doing the where are you from business, and he said it to us and we said Ireland and he obviously wasn't expecting it he was expecting a state. Right. And he just said oh I flew over there once very green. <laughs> and that was it. He flew, flew over there. Ireland. Yeah. What are you a, 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 a weather station worker? <laughs> uh, headed for John Carpenter's The Thing. <laughs> flew over Ireland. Where's he going? Yeah. Yeah. I don't so. know where Ireland is so I thought. Maybe <laughs> I figured it's it was... on the way to John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming, guys. Love to talk to you about MeUndies. Yeah, man. Can I have a, is there any, any food? I feel like all we talk about is underwear, but um, if you've got a new angle on underpants, I'd, I'd love to hear This it. is about underwear? Yeah. How do you guys feel you look and feel in your underwear? Well, I'm wearing MeUndies, so I, I feel like uh, the king of the, 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 the crotch. Yeah, I'm wearing the most comfortable pair of underwear I will ever own, made from sustainably sourced, naturally soft cotton. Do you like... The best about MeUndies, the sustainably soft micromodal uh, uh, fibers, or do you like the diamond-shaped little uh, pocket in the front for the dudes or those presenting as dudes genitally um, that gives room for your junk and like makes you feel comfy? I mean, if you're going to be heteronormative about it, yeah. I'm, I'm heteronormative about everything. <laughs> Uh, when I when I order breakfast, I say, uh, "Give me two pancakes and uh, and put some put some men having sex with women in my mind." <laughs> no, no matter who you are, I mean, one thing's for sure. And that's the one-two punch of MeUndies. First of all, even if they were just shaped like regular. Uh, underwear, you, they'd you, still be better because they're super soft with these eco-friendly fibers. Yeah, they're the, they're the ultimate feel-good undies for when you want to feel naked. And yet you don't want to, like, not be naked in your pants. Like, it's, it's like a naked shield between you and your trousers. MeUndies kind of gives you the feeling underneath your clothes that you would feel if you were a um, Barbie doll. I mean, I can only speak for the, the fellas' MeUndies because I haven't worn the ladies' MeUndies yet. But I'm not above that. I will try that. But there's a diamond-seamed pouch that cradles your jewels like the Tower of London. I mean, it's your jewels could not be more comfortable outside of the Tower of London, right. sitting next to the Kohinoor right. diamond. Yeah. Uh, that's where I want my 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 my, my, my essentials. Meandies puts a pair of beef eaters outside the front gates of your junk. And if you can make them laugh, your first pair is free. <laughs> If you are an American sitcom star visiting your, your genitals, you will love making the 
stern-faced gentleman outside the front gate. 100% satisfaction guarantee, MeUndies offers you. They guarantee that you will love them or they will come to your house and it's a, th- a thumb wrestle for all the marbles. Uh, here's the crazy thing is the 20% discount you can get with your first pair. 20% off free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. What are you waiting for, people? Your, your, your genitals to actually... Start a revolt? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want the mayor of your balls to come to your house with a gilded invitation? I'll, I'll tell you right now, you don't want that, because when there's an uprising from the downloads, uh, the hangdowns come up to the uptowns and they start a real throwdown. Yep. <laughs> don't let your crotch occupy your Wall Street. Don't let your crotch be anything but. Top notch <laughs> me undies. Are your balls uh, burning cars like those hooligans in Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Are your genitals making women dress up like the handmaid's tale ladies? <laughs> <laughs> Do you wish an autocratic tyrant would take control of your genital comfort and support them uh, from beneath by letting uh, a micromodal trickle down? Yes. Don't let your penis hang to the alt right. <laughs> Make it hang to the gentle left. Uh, what's more important to you, free uh, crotch speech or lack of of cotton Nazi? Go to MeUndies.com slash Harmontown right now, or else Dan Harmon and Spencer Crittenden and me, Jeff B. Davis, will come to your house and... W- We'll, we'll sort you out, Jack. Do you suffer from regular underwear-itis? Hey, <laughs> look down here. It's your balls. <laughs> You've been treating me pretty rough with that cotton underwear. Sure, I know. Uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? But- Yo, but come on now. There's a, new, there's a new underpants in town. It's called MeUndies. Look, to get your 20% off from MeUndies and get your free shipping and their 100% satisfaction guarantee and get the best and softest underwear you will ever own, go to MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. That's MeUndies.com slash Harmontown. It's the underwear that makes you feel naked down there, but you're glad that you aren't because you're pooping your pants. This is a limited time offer, so what are you waiting for? Start wearing the best underwear of your life. It changed my life. It's time to let me undies change yours. Go if to- you're not wearing me undies, you might as well be a shit face. Go to meundies.com slash Harmontown right now. Uh, so, what? I mean, it's kind of like, so we're, we're hysterical over here right, right now, and we're, we're kind of like, Probably not paying very much attention to everything. We're familiar that the UK hath Brexited, um, and we equated that with the right-leaning movement that we've been having over here. I, I yeah, we, we, it's hard. It's, it's what's really great is that UK people can't feel too superior. Right. No, that's yeah. That's because immediately Brexit, we were making that joke that we're like, at least the British won't be making fun of us during yeah, all of this. Like, yeah. like that was like nice. But no, um, it's super. It's super hard. But you're, but but you're 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 Irish, but I'm curious, like how 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 is Scotland feeling about Brexit? I've never had. Well, I mean, like, well, Scotland's in a weird position because Scotland recently voted to remain part of the United Kingdom. Right. And then Brexit happened, <laughs> right. and now it's going to happen again. They're probably going to want to get out now. So it's kind of there's all sorts of insane things. The other thing they didn't take into account at all was the Northern Ireland situation. 
It's a very fragile piece that's lasted only, you know, uh, a couple of decades now, and they've just rolled the dice on it. So it's it's really odd. What's the what, why is that so fragile? Uh, uh, why, why would why would Brexit affect? Because the the border in Northern Ireland uh, that separates Ireland from Northern Ireland is uh, what's called a soft border at the moment. Uh, you you can, you know, pass from Northern Ireland to Southern Ireland without going through you know, a lot of controls and so on. But that's going to have to change because Ireland's going to be part of the European Union and Northern Ireland isn't. Ah, of course. Yeah, okay. It's just insane. But it's one of these things, it's kind of like what happened, I think, as well with with what's happening in the States in that people just started realising, oh, maybe people aren't, aren't really clever. (laughs) <laughs> maybe, maybe the people we trust to, oh, they, they do this, so they know what they're doing. Maybe they aren't really that clever. Maybe, maybe they're kind of crazy, some of them. You yeah, know? which is an uplifting feeling, right? But it, you can't call it uplifting. It has been this week, as you say. I've liked this week. Is it like watching them? Because it, it's like the insinuation is that, yeah, they can't do this. Well, the no. only problem is if there's no one to replace them. I mean, I... You know, if if there's no one clever to replace them, then what do we do? <laughs> and they've know? already said they will not be replaced. Yeah, they were, right. they were saying right. that and everything. Uh, this was a good week, though. I think it was. I feel it, good about this week. Well, because it turns out, like, yeah, I, I guess what it is is it's like it's 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 weird because I'm 44 now and like. I, the, my, the 24-year-old version of me would would have God knows what, where I'd be on this yeah. map because I. I would throw my Writers Guild magazines across the room when I saw the uh, diversity report card in the magazine, and I'd go, "Why are they spending my money? Uh, like, like uh, what, who cares about diversity? It should be a meritocracy. The writers should be. You should. You, you want the best writer for the job, and like, 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 and and like, like it was. I, I everything made sense to me. If you hooked me up to a lie detector t- test, I would. I would. I, you know, it's not like I ever would have said like. I'm racist, and it would have gone, bing, he's right. Like, I, it, w- it wasn't racism. It was, like, kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to use such a haughty word as ignorance or something. It was just, like, at, my scope was kind of small at that time. I was also broke. Nothing, nothing makes you more susceptible to this kind of right-leaning, like, toothy philosophy, like being fucking unemployed and, and yeah. having no control over your future. It's pretty easy then to... Yeah, it makes it hard to be, to be too joyous about all these idiots losing their jobs because, because while it's short term, it's great <laughs> to see them losing their jobs. Long term, you got to think, well, what are these idiots going to do next? You know? Yeah, and I mean, also where, like, where have they got to go? Yeah. You know, I, I blame it all on uh, heavy metal not really being a thing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think in the old days they just all have been listening to Iron Maiden. And everything would be fine. You, you lose a lot of energy, you know, uh, headbanging, and that that that, that th- these kind of releases. That, that's why Scandinavia is so chill because they've got loads <laughs> of metal up there. They love their metal. Yeah. And so yeah, that yeah. that stuff got replaced with like kind of methy uh, 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 club music, and, yeah, and now yeah. all of a sudden. But do you remember? Wasn't there a, wasn't there a period where where in a stadium or something they burnt disco records in the seventies? Right, this? right. That was a big thing. Hating yeah. disco. I think it's the same kind of people, you know. Right. It's kind Kind of a, and I just think there was a time when when everyone was able to channel when the internet wasn't around. Everyone was able to channel it into one of about let's say fifteen activities, you know. And now they can channel it into um, into this weird kind of performance art 
that's, that's, uh, that they're just realizing has real consequences. I, I, I'm, very, I'm very fascinated by why it's happened and why it's, and I don't know. I, one thing I'm wondering is, are there going to be a lot of these guys who, with the death in Charlottesville, are, they going, are there a lot of these irony kind of Nazis who are going to just suddenly go, oh, you know, and back away from it? That's right. something that I'm interested I think, in. I think, I think a certain percentage of that, I think a certain, I don't think anybody's going to be like really drawn to it that much. Like, 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 like there was no, like, yeah. maybe like Norman Bates or something yeah, like that. I, I, just think that they, and, I think this, 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 the percentage of people that are into that kind of uh, hardcore right wing philosophy, uh, that, that number probably stays around the same. But I think, yeah, they, they were they, all they, in they, that bandstand. They, they feel a little liberated right now to come out there with, uh, without their costumes on. And, yeah. uh, and to come out and, and you know let, let that flag fly. But that bandstand was great. The visual of that bandstand. Hilarious. I mean, the thing is, we've all I I've gone from being very optimistic and very joyful about the internet. There's a comedian called David O'Doherty who who describes it like the internet used to be like this telescope that we we'd look up and and see you know other people and other lives and it was amazing and and now it's like we it's like a shit pipe and every day you look up and you think oh i wonder what's coming down the shit pipe <laughs> that is what's yeah that's not they, like the, the millennial generation as much as i uh, say they're dumb and whatever and poop on them because i'm an old man saying get off my lawn but the 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 thing to pity about them is that they've been born into a culture that, that we we're, we're processing everything through like time to get on the internet like like we will we'll always the internet will always be a second language to us yeah we'll always be translating real life into the internet and vice versa and these poor kids uh you know that's uh, the, often it's characterized as a fire hose to the face of information like and 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 we always thought i think when you and i were kids we probably thought when we think about the future and we think about minds connecting to each other we always thought that that meant everyone would get smarter and more patient that you wouldn't even have the, yeah. uh, you wouldn't even have the the option. Uh, it would just be the information would be all up in your face, which would automatically make you less this, less that, less that. Like you like yeah. slowly. But it turns out that, and it makes sense now that we're seeing it that that doesn't make the case. That that, that, that that's not the case because it's like it, it if if everything is bullshit, which it would appear to be. I mean, there is no way to represent truth uh, without creating your own version blah 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 i mean there but that doesn't mean you can say the earth is flat and have spencer not make fun of you it just it it, it just means that i think we've it's like it's like we live in this age now where we're back to the propaganda kind of consciousness but now we're conscious of it and conscious of the consciousness and now everyone is just sort of that's what this meme culture is like everyone's just going like yeah propaganda is a thing so What's your propaganda? What's yours? Uh, and and there's the only people left that are saying there's an objective truth are kind of like, they're they're more right than everybody else because if they're calm and educated, and th but they're also incredibly frustrated because they're like, wait, how are you people just dancing to a completely different yeah. song that's not even playing? And they're like, because it is. And they're like, well, can't argue with that. <laughs> um, it, it's it, it, it's it, almost it, like it's like I I when I when I first started thinking about this seriously. I thought, oh, we're, we are now plugged into a consciousness. I mean, the hive mind is the word that we all use for it, but it really is like we are also plugged into the consciousness of a lot of, you know, they might as well be bees. Right. You know, it's just like a buzzing. You shouldn't know what, none of us should know what blackpilling is. 
You know, only some of us do. I mean, there's an argument to be made that you and I shouldn't know how many stray dogs there are in Los Angeles. You know, like, like someone else yeah. would say, yes, you should know that. You need to be aware because that's a huge problem because that's their thing. And they're like, yeah, why would you not want to know? That's why there's 75 million of them is because you didn't know and you didn't care. So now, thank God, you know. Then you add 900 things like that. How do you not become a nihilist? How yeah. do you when, you, when you just know everything and everything? Everything is death. Yes, yes. Everything is misery. There's there's no real fairy tale. There's no actual NBA All Star who goes home to his wife and kids and uh, and and eats an apple pie and 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 <laughs> like like I don't know what our definition of a hero is, but it's like, like sooner or later. His name is Kevin Durant. Who uh, is <laughs> a well? But oh, but here's the thing. So that's a funny. I mean that, that yeah. That's the Mobius strip of this is that is that with this with this as shit gets more and more scary, the, the bar for heroism, I almost don't want to say it lowers, like it takes less of a hero, but it, yeah, I mean, oh, I, like it's just the like juice. the minimum standard, for, for, it, it becomes higher in that way, and then we re-enter a world where people are kind of like walking tall and like, like do it, saying gallant things, I think Ooh. that's a good thing. Well, did you see the two uh, newsreaders, I, I don't know what channel it was, who, but it was one of the rare times when they took a, a Trump mouthpiece and said, and every single point he tried to make, they said, no, 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 that's not true, that's a lie. Do you see those guys? Uh-uh. Did you see that one? It's a great video. It's well worth checking out. I wish I could remember. Did, yeah. you, did you see the person that played a tuba next to the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Did you see... <laughs> did you see today the, the, the woman doing that to the, to the civil... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, that, then someone, was that from... Uh, then someone did a video of it, like a Yeah, yeah, Ken the, the Ken Burns thing. thing, yeah, yeah. So good. Uh, that was the kind of internet I thought we would have. I thought... I thought it was going to be a great kind of outpouring of creativity, you know? But the, the unfortunate thing is that right-wing people aren't funny, and they don't have uh, a sense of humor. Yeah, that's because, not even a controversial thing to say. No, it's like, they, it's they, like, they're not funny. So, yeah. so, when they, so they think like a, a, a... How do you pronounce it? I don't think I've ever said it in real life. Peep or pep? Or Pepe. Pepe. Oh, Pepe. Pepe. So if they do a Pepe, I don't think I've ever said it. I've never had reason to, because p- people I know have liars. Sure. But, like, they, but, but, you know, they, to, to have a, a, an image of uh, Pepe putting someone in a gas chamber, you know, it's not funny on okay. any level. Right. Yeah. Well, there's, it's, it's, it, that's, know, that's why they keep retreating to meta, 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 Oh, it's meta, funny meta. in a way you don't I'm understand. I'm 15 years old and I don't believe in God and I'm, I'm, I'm moments from shooting up a school, maybe, maybe not, hardy, har, har. Yeah. Here, here, here's a gif of a Chinese baby getting run over in a parking lot. I jerked off to it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, I, the, only, the only cool thing about that, the, the, those terrifying children... He is, didn't really jerk off to it. <laughs> it's a fictional character I'm making up the, 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 but it's like it's like that thing where they're like they're they're you're, they're never they're, they're never more than one shocked reaction away from revealing that that's all part of the joke and yeah. it's like this kind of odd yeah. it's, it's like celebrating being it's, it's in a way it's like it's like well we kind of pinned a medal on for instance gangster rap when when it was the 90s and it was like we're going from rapping about peas and carrots to all of a sudden this person saying the n-word a lot and the f-word even more and the c-word and the and everything and he's talking about shooting other people and all this stuff and the parents are like oh my god and the defense of that is uh well we're just 
Mm. We're just showing you how it is. Yeah. You know, we're, 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 we're expressing something that's going on, and it's kind of hard to argue with that. In fact, in the right cultural context, we applaud that. So now you've got these kids yeah, but who are like... They're not showing anything that's going on. They're, they're, they're showing what's going on. They're showing what's going on to the human the, mind yeah, under the yeah, influence yeah. of a global uh, culture, which is absolute warpage. Mm. Um, they're showing what's going on when your parents don't hit you enough. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe that's a joke. See, I can do it too. Uh, but like they're showing, you gotta hit your children, people. You gotta hit them. They're yeah. showing how a, they're showing how a primate reacts to being part of an eight billion uh, light bulb Christmas uh, display, and it's, it, it ain't it ain't pretty. Yeah. And they're, I, I'm not I'm not saying it's excusable I went off, at all. I, I went on holiday. I went offline for a while, and it was really. It was really good. I realized, I, I realized my mood was much better. And, uh, and my son, you know, my, my son noticed that when I was going back online, I was getting anxious. Oh, dude. It's short. like, it's crazy, man. I, it's, yeah. it's like, like Twitter, it's, which is the only thing I actually do go to online because Reddit's like too... I try not to. But, but like, I, it's like an actual fucking like, it, it, it's gotten to a point where for real, it wouldn't even be a funny episode of Intervention. It would actually be like an understandable one. Like... Yeah. Because it truly is like this toxic thing I'm doing you to myself. You feel like you're helping as well. Yeah. You feel like, oh, if I retweet this, it's giving you a sense of order and yeah, justice, yeah. and and like and also like community and feelings and all this stuff. And so it's just like, you cannot fucking. I ca- I keep hitting that goddamn app, and then some, and then I, I'll delete it for a couple days, and and then I'll be like cuddling with Cody and like laughing and all this stuff, and then and yeah. then somehow it'll come up. Yeah, because it's like embedded in a web page, or you click on a thing, and you're like back on Twitter, and I'm like fucking, I'm just like you, you could you, I'm like snapping at people, you know, like like, like I, I, I like said, Dan, I want my eggs poached. I mean, I, I, I like what, what like, I, if I haven't seen Dan for a few days, I can tell if Dan is on a uh, New York to LA flight and drunk because there's nine million tweets. <laughs> yeah. wait, 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 wait. You're, you're trapped on a plane and something got under your skin. And, you, and, and also you... another another unfortunate thing about it uh, is um, how fast time passes when you're on it. You know, yeah. sometimes I realize, like I, 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 I saw a sketch by these two guys that I really liked and I just sent a, a, te- a, a, a direct message to them and I said, great sketch, you know. They wrote back and said, oh, thank you, you know? And then I saw, because I'd written a direct message to him, I saw that I, I, the previous message to him had said, had said something similar about an earlier one he did, he did five years ago. Oh, wow. So, so I had two conversations with, these guys, with this guy, and five years have passed in between these two conversations. And it feels like I blinked. It feels like I looked down at Twitter, and when I looked up, everyone's... You know, my kids are 10 years old and, and, and... And a U.S. president used it to get elected and he continues... It, it, that's a really telling yeah. thing. We're going to look back at this and go, like, this is like having mercury in your food or something. I'm not saying everybody get off of Twitter. I'm saying, like, like obviously, like, like, yeah, wouldn't that be great if we all realized one app was somehow the thing? It's just that Twitter is a really easy example of it because Trump clearly got addicted to it. It's like blood magic, you know, right? Buddy? Yeah. Right? Hashtag. It's, a, it's, it's, it's like or it's, it's like this weird like like magic that like gets in your body and then it kind of takes you over. But for, like that guy can't. We've all been saying it over and over again. He can't stay off Twitter. He, he how he, he 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 like got elected through it. So why would he stop? And I feel exactly the same same way. Yeah. I didn't get elected, but 
I, I keep feeling like, well, my life up till now has gotten where it is mm-hmm. with Twitter in my pocket. I've tweeted my life, and, I've, and it's fucking insane. Mm. It's like, I used to blog. Yeah. N word. Yeah, <laughs> I used okay. to. I used to. I, I, I used to express I, I myself in prose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he used to not say N word. Uh, <laughs> it, it it was like and 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 he said the N word. By the way, uh, our let's trade. Uh, my leader is so dumb. Like because we again we don't we're not totally in tune. Uh, my president revealed today. Absolutely unequivocally, totally empirically, abs- including like multiple yeah. peer reviewed control groups, scientific lab. He didn't know how to spell the word heal. Heal, yes. Um, and, and it was scientifically yep, proven goes. because he deleted it twice. You know about this, right? I do not. He, he wrote, Our country will heal. We're going to heal the country. So, not only multiple times, there's he wrote, t- heal no twice. typos. And then, so heel was twice in the tweet. But he gave it double, then double the, E? Then, double the, e, then yeah. the tweet was deleted. And then they reposted, same, same spelling. <laughs> and then deleted again. This is in the span of 36 minutes that yeah. the leader of the free world, as we used to call it, is uh, figuring out uh, homonyms. Oh, my God. Forget about North Korea. I got that figured out. Fire and fury. Now, uh, but if I say dear mom in a letter, why has she got no antlers? Um, Harvard? Where did he go? Didn't he go to fucking college? I dropped out. I don't know where he went. He Dude, probably yeah. went to college. He's a college graduate. The consensus is he kind of just bought his way through. Well, yeah, but right, how right. can that be? Po- it's like, like that's fucking insane. Dad, he couldn't go to college. He was too busy not fighting in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, anyways, he, so so well, give us a give us a like like. How, <laughs> oh, I'm not sure. There's anything. I mean, the, like everyone knows how to spell. That's, right. that's kind of the in, base. In Europe, the idiots know how to spell. We do not, they do know how to spell, but, but that's almost, it's almost worse in a way because, as I say, that kind of level of, oh, oh, people, they don't seem to know what they're doing is disguised by their ability to spell. You know what I mean? Right. You know, so, so like they can, they, so you don't really see how disastrous everything yeah, is. Yeah, like, like Boris Johnson and Le Pen, like they, they, they can spell, but, they, yeah. they're, but they're still villains. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. you're right about that because, here, because whether or not they realize it or not, it's just like so flies in the face of, I think Malcolm X had some quote of like, like I, I think it was him that said something that's like, you know, uh, underneath, something about that the, the, the racism gets a stronger reaction when there's a suspicion that it's, Valid or something like that. I can't remember the actual quote. He was speaking to the fact that, like, that we all know in common psychology, which is like, you know, if you're truly like fucking, you know, the score and you're you're cool and objective truth is on your side and and life is fair to you, and someone calls you honky, like you're like, yeah, and, um, and, and but if you're if if the cards are not stacked in your favor and all these things and you've been and then someone says something fucked up to you your your anger could be it's it's buoyed by the as he put it i think suspicion suspicion of its validity or something like that Mm. the the so now you have this like 
kind of right-wing movement, which says what? It's predicated on this idea that in America, first of all, there was a golden age. That's uh, it's fascism 101. It's a reference to it, some fucking like vague golden age that no one will ever be pinned down on. Make America great again. When was it great? Um, we don't, they will never answer that question. 1983. Okay, well, now that you said that, I'm going to show you charts. Fake news. Um, the, but, but, like, it, it, this, this idea that, that um, but, you know, whiteness is better. America's better. America's a white country. The Statue of Liberty only says huddled masses on the bottom of it because there was a poetry contest. Like, come on, that was, we, we've never meant that. That was co-opted. That was, Michelle Obama turned that into a thing. Also, um, she, she's green. Uh, yeah. She's not, she's not even white. But when they can't spell first grade English, it does help. Like, like because you, you could be a, still a 90 IQ anti-immigration politician and just by virtue of oh, boarding right. school, you could spell the word heel. Pence, Pence is, is, is really dangerous, yeah. I think, for that reason. Everyone think, moderate who now knows how many doors can be opened and how quickly and how yeah. far they're allowed to go before anyone cries uncle is dangerous and now. Really, Everyone is it's dangerous. It's really frightening to me that Pence would, Pence would never have got my, within miles of the White House if he hadn't snuck in under... Donald's fart cloud, you know? No. There's, there's no way. Donald's fart cloud? No. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? It's like a protective... Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> That's the new series you're pitching while you're here. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be... He wouldn't be no one would, would like... He's, he's even visibly disturbing. There's something very kind of uh, um, Stephen King villain about him, you know? And, uh, and uh, he just wouldn't have got in. And now what? He's going to be in, in power for three, three years, you know? I mean, that's something I'm, I'm a little bit worried about, you know? More yeah. worried in a weird way than Donald, because I'm kind of enjoying watching Donald... Uh, become the biggest loser of all time. Yeah. But there could be a thing here. It could be like a defibrillation, a near-death experience where coming out of it, no matter what happens, as politics resumes being politics and becomes even more dangerous because it stops being a rodeo clown, um, that, that, that the woke, the millennials, the, 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 the younger people, even than them, have now experienced this thing of like, are you telling me that becoming the president is, first of all, not a, uh, a contest that you win by being a good person, not yeah. a contest you even win by being good at that job. Yeah. Um, but and most importantly, is actually holds no reward. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like the, if you actually just blunder into it and start um, throwing birthday parties for yourself, people, you will become more hated than if you had just stayed a manager at Burger King. Yeah, yeah. Like, and therefore, maybe there are more important things going on in my world than winning this weird Highlander contest of who can be the biggest douche. Um, <laughs> like, 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 and then, and then maybe I don't know. But, but, but let's talk about like I want to talk to you as a writer so I can pretend that I'm one. Um, the, the, about like, vice like, versa. Are you finding it difficult? to write period like like like, like right yeah. now yeah kind of i mean good okay good <laughs> no i i think it's um what's the problem what's the problem with it because life is a fucking screenplay yeah, yeah. and you can't type fade in on a guy finding magic shoes there's interesting things it's like well what do the thing. shoes turn into hitler heads because <laughs> yeah, otherwise i'm i'm it. beaten by but i think you might suffer from that worse than me because i think you've got I think you're, you're uh, um, uh, in, a, in a great way, very cerebral. And I think that you don't like, you hate, like Tim and Eric, I know, uh, have this thing where I think they said once that a lot of their style just comes from them being terrified of boring people. 
Mm. So they have that kind of very insane style. That I have no such fear. <laughs> but like, you know, um, your stuff is very aware of itself, you know? It's very aware of what it's doing, you know? I, I, I try and... I try and suppress that for a first draft. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes successfully and sometimes not, but it's harder to do that these days because it's like what you were saying. I think you said about Rick and Morty that you, you were going to have a big secret, but you decided not to because the internet would figure it out before. Wasn't and it? did. And did, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the problem. It's like you're competing now against uh, a giant wasp brain, yeah. you know, that is the world. And that makes it a little bit more difficult to do the necessity of a boring first draft. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but yeah. I still, but I'm, I'll tell you what I'm doing. That's helping. I'm watching a lot of Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. Because, because you look at Coach and you just think, I want to write someone like Coach. Right. Uh, you know, I love, I love him. Uh, but Graham, and I, you, you, the show you're working on now is, is uh, what's it called? The, uh, uh, we just did a show, Count Arthur Strong, Count Arthur Strong yeah, which is uh, um, this really funny guy played by Steve Delaney who we had three years uh, on BBC One where I might as well have just thrown every episode down a crevasse uh, because they didn't repeat it and... No, but when you're writing, like, when you're writing, oh, your please don't, don't let me stop complaining about that. It'll just, <laughs> it'll just die there, and I'll look like I'm blaming everyone but ourselves. But no, but it, when, it, when you're writing your stuff, like, are you, you're writing for mostly a UK audience, or yeah, but I'm hoping that everything travels the way the IT crowd and Ted is kind of traveling right, a yeah. little bit, you know, but like, the like, IT but, crowd especially. But you, you're not ho hopefully writing to try to please a certain kind of audience. You're just writing what you like. But like, is it, is no, I, I, I guess uh, I was always really. Okay, I, I mean, I don't want to speak ill of any show, but but I always pre pre preferred Seinfeld to Curb, because for me Seinfeld, by, because it had to navigate the kind of strictures of, of you know, uh, uh, network commercial TV. network TV. Uh, for me, it, 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 it was like a Cole Porter song or something. It was just a bit more elegant right. than, than Curb because, for me. Because of the constraints. Yeah, because of the constraints. And I felt that the performances were stronger and, and, and the whole thing together. I, I like the elegance and I like, I like uh, when, when things are difficult. So with Count Arthur, for instance, you know, we don't curse because kids love him. You know, so writing, writing a, 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 a night, and one of my favorite things, which I think I've spoken about before on this show, but one of my favorite things is taking taboo subjects and making them palatable to a, 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 a family audience. I think that's, that's a really funny thing when you get it right. And I thought Seinfeld did that beautifully, you know? Yeah. I mean, Master Your incest of episode Master, was amazing. Uh, and Master, <laughs> Master. She's a brother fucker. <laughs> she fucks her brother. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be her brother. Giddy up. <laughs> but yeah, what well, I would... Why is it that, I mean, I, you probably can't answer this because it's a question about my own taste, but like, why do I find English or Irish like writers and TV shows like... like uh, Same reason I like American shows. To to Toast of London is the, the funniest goddamn thing yeah, in the world. That's is it because they sound funny? Is that the answer? But you know that's written by Arthur who did Father Ted as well? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's Arthur. Yeah, that's a fucking but, doozy. Yeah, yeah. But that's, you know, it's the same thing. When, when I saw, when me and Arthur, we used to watch um, little clips of, of, of Saturday Night Live, which you couldn't see 
uh, it wasn't broadcast over where we were, so we would just see little videos of it, you know, later on on YouTube and stuff. But beforehand, they were just on these compilations yeah. where they had to show tiny clips because they couldn't use any of the celebrities because they, they would have to pay them again or something. Oh, wow. Wow. Weird. So you'd only see like snatches of sketches. Just all Lorraine Newman. Yeah. <laughs> but we were, but you know, we would see some, uh, you, we would see a sketch like um, Unfrozen Caveman Lawyer. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it was like that. It's the greatest thing, and and we just thought they were working on this on this you know really high level, and it wasn't until we saw you know whole episodes where we realized, oh okay, it's a little bit more yeah. conventional. Also, than you thought. grew up on Monty Python, and we did like you. Would, yeah, it's like, like I saw Monty Python piecemeal through like like weird syndicated shows in the middle of the night. Yeah, and and, and, and I saw and, Python when, when I was a, a teenager, so it, it had that on a kid. So it had a very strong effect on me, probably more of an effect. You know, it's just, you see stuff that, it's, when it's hard to see, it feels more valuable. Yeah, because I, I didn't know what a budgie was. I didn't know that was a parakeet. Oh, really? I, but I, I just knew it was a funny word. Like, oh, yeah. I, I just thought they were making shit up. Like, they were, they were right. like, no, that's, that's, that's a thing in England. I didn't know that. Well, I remember that. Well, half the audience, half the American audience, as teenagers, probably didn't know what the Spanish Inquisition was. I thought it was, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's funny as a joke from history class, but like, yeah. uh, you didn't have to know, because it's like, com- that's the thing I'm always, like, like, it doesn't matter how many references, you know. Like, it doesn't matter that. Uh, but that, the, but they were great because they didn't. They didn't seem to have a lot of references. I mean, you know, Python. Yeah, I mean, I mean it was I like, mean, not cultural references. It was all very not pop cultural. Yeah, like, like, like not like of the but moment. But they were like, all like, cultural references to us because we don't know what Yorkshire is and we don't know what right. Burnley is and we like they were. But maybe that's why it travels. I don't know. Yeah, know. I mean, it, it, it just. I, I remember being like a freshman in high school. And being in theater class, and then we're doing a play, and the seniors were all—they all had the secret language, and they were all—I found out years later—they were all quoting Monty Python. Okay. So, somebody had gotten a hold of some tapes or something like that, and they—they they would all like, like uh, it's just a fish, or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. no one expects a Spanish Inquisition. I had no idea what they're talking about. I thought they were all just like great friends who had their own like riffs, but like, yeah. it's like no, like they—they they were all speaking Monty Python, and it was like. The, the punk rock of comedy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of curious. I still if, don't uh, think it's been beaten as a sketch show. Is De- is Des here? The the our our new. F- he's not here, is he? All right, fine. Jeez, you remember how excited we were, Des, the blind guy? Yeah. Oh, and we were like, yeah. you should come back. And he was like, obviously got in his van and was like, fuck off. <laughs> I mean, he's blind. He, he he could be anywhere right now. He doesn't. <laughs> he probably thinks he's at the show. <laughs> he might, he's probably like, this is this this show is a little light on laughs. <laughs> so he's here. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so, yeah, so cut, cut, eh, so we talked about like yeah, finding it harder to write. Now let's talk about what are the how have the duties changed in writing if you do manage to write again and you're writing comedy like how because the thing is what you're talking about is saying I'm watching Cheers well good so you're saying getting back to the craft of just like making people happy you're right like am I spoiled by the idea that it's okay for things to acknowledge what's happening outside the bubble of television reality is it is it a superior craft to like go all right, I, 
I mean, I th well, the answer is yes, in my opinion. It's just that I don't know how to do that, though. I'm to not go, sure what the. Can well, you rephrase that? Yeah, I don't. Well, I haven't finished even wrongly phrasing it. I, 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 he answered his own question that he hadn't quite asked himself. I'm just sort of babbling about it because I'm like, I mean, when you say watching Cheers and like, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about like, okay, so like Cheers didn't say there's either socialism or fascism happening outside of the Cheers bar. Right. Cheers might make jokes where if you were an alien society, you could go, it appears they lived in some kind of democratic republic because they just made a joke about a senator. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but well, we did, we did it on Count oh, Arthur. It's 9-11. It's they, 9-11. They, they call out 9-11. It's 9-11. I don't know what's, what's gotten into them. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, comedy lovers. This episode of Harmontown is brought to you by the good people at Fulton and Rourke. Are, are you talking about Fulton and Rourke? Are those the good people? Those are the best people. Those are the two people. I mean, well, Fulton and Rourke, mostly good people. There's two guys there that are a little creepy. Fulton? Well, I don't know. Either him or Rourke. In fact, it has to be both of them. You said there's two guys at Fulton and Rourke that are creepy. Certainly not Jessica, the Fulton and Rourke receptionist. Jessica Rourke? Yeah. You mean the poster child for nepotism and the glass ceiling? Look, let's not get sidetracked. We're here to talk about men's fragrance, aren't we? We're here to talk about men's fragrance and grooming. It's a grooming company that specifies... Specifies? It's a grooming company that specializes in solid colognes, mm. shave and shower products, uh. all designed to make getting ready easier and more enjoyable. Their travel-friendly wax-based colognes go anywhere. <laughs> the armpits, the butthole, anywhere. <laughs> I think they mean anywhere on the earth. They actually put one special uh, device called an obesion <laughs> that allows you to really get in there. <laughs> Uh, Fulton Fulton wanted us to tell you that Rourke, bit of a homophobe. <laughs> uh, plus, there's nothing to break or spill, and of course, they all smell fantastic. And let's face it, guys are not famous for smelling fantastic. You can use all the help you can get, and who to get it from better than old Fulton and 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 his good and buddy Rourke? His good buddy Rourke. I don't trust any Rourke that spells his name R O A R K. Why not? I don't. It seems like he's hiding something. I'll tell you what he's not hiding: delicious fragrances that come in solid form. Fulton and Rourke's bar soap is designed to exfoliate the skin with or without a washcloth. GQ magazine just named Fulton and Rourke's shave cream the very best on the market today. Try it for yourself at FultonandRourke.com and save 15% off your purchase by using the code FERAL at checkout. Your very first wax-based cologne or salve will come with Spencer and he will apply it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Spencer, we have a little of uh, Fulton and Rourke's solid cologne. Will you uh, treat me? All right. Hold on. Give it to me. Take off your pants. Oh, they're already Spencer's off. putting on one of those Italian Renaissance bird beak masks. Give it. He's, he's, this is some eyes, eyes wide shut shit going on here. I'm ready to put the mask on now. Okay, now, now start putting the cologne on me. All right, let me just get my gloves on. Go to FultonandRourke.com right now. Save 50% and Spencer will arrive at your house like a mist. Archibald Fulton here. When I partnered with Nathaniel Rourke in 1971, my goal was simple. 
Provide the world's finest balms, oils, topical ointments, solid and wax-based colognes at a premium price for no discount. <laughs> However, Rourke, Rourke got to me and said, prices shouldn't be premium and there should be a discount. Here's one in your eye, liquid cologne. Nathaniel. Yes? It's me, oh, Archibald. Archibald. Ah, for far too long have we lived under the horrible tyranny of liquid-based colognes and fragrances. When we aren't on safari replacing animals... We used to be called Fulton and Woke. (laughs) (laughs) But we thought it was too on the nose. Here's something you should put on your nose. Some of our fragrances and, and grooming creams. Put a solid wax cologne right in your sniffer. Our travel-friendly wax-based colognes go anywhere. Plus, there's nothing to break or spill. And, of course, they all smell fantastic. Wait, oh. is, that, is that our arch-rival, Nebuchadnezzar? It's me, <laughs> Carl Ampersand. Oh, Carl Ampersand. Uh. You, the, the, the hater of quality grooming products for men? No, he's the love of of wax-based colognes that brings Fulton and Rourke together. Oh, He's an ampersand. I have mixed receptions. (laughs) I I always wondered why we chose ampersand instead of the word and. Rourke Rourke forgets you, my friend. I know. It's part of my existence, just as surely as Fulton and Rourke's bar soap is designed to exfoliate the skin with or without a washcloth. It exfoliates your skin like sand, Fulton, Rourke, and ampersand. Well, you know, we never encouraged it. I, 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 I don't know if I'm answering the question, but uh-uh. but uh, but with Count Arthur, the thing we just did, we just had, the, we just made the the um, the guy who, who owned the cafe they all go to Turkish, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we lost a lot of a lot of his idiot fans uh, from his previous incarnation, a lot of his idiot racist fans, and that's what we wanted to do. Wait, so he, he's not Turkish? He plays a Turkish character, and fans of. His no, pre- sorry, Steve Dele- Count Arthur. Yeah. Uh, it was a radio show before it was a TV show. And on the radio show, it was totally different. We reinvented it for the TV. Ah. One of the things we put in was this Turkish guy. And so, you know, Steve and I discovered that a lot of racists liked him. And they just <laughs> fucked off, you know? So we just had this kind of nice um, filter that, you know, uh, we got rid of a lot of people we didn't like just by do- having a character who... That's fucking crazy. You know, but, but the thing about it, I mean, actually, I, I hope I'm not exaggerating. It wasn't many. It was just, with the internet, you always think there's yeah. more than there are. Oh, they're like, louder because they know. Yeah, like, they represent nothing, and they like, know that there's no shows for them, and they know exactly. they're fucking desperate. They'll grab a thousand pots and pans and bang them as hard as they can. And yeah, act yeah, like, and you think there's more than there are. So, but, but, you know, it was nice to... And so I think the whole diversity thing thing. You know, for us, it was a very natural character to have in the show because there's a lot of Turkish... It's a lot like trolling, uh, right? Like uh, I like in, in London, you know? And like it just felt right. You're so. doing things that in your gut, you know, you have a processor, you go like, uh, that certain kind of person is going to yeah, bump but, on this. But and then I you genuinely it. didn't know that would happen. I genuinely didn't think just, just the appearance of this character in the show would have a lot of people saying... Like, we were called politically correct. Right. Just because we had a, a, this character in, you know? And I didn't, I didn't expect that, you know? It was very strange. 
What, what was the impulse to make that character Turkish in the first place? Like, because we knew a lot of Turkish guys who were like that, and we, uh, thought, it, we <laughs> thought they were funny, kind of grumpy. You know, a little bit of the soup Nazi in there as well, who, you know, every, everything I do is influenced by Seinfeld in some way. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and we, we found this brilliant actor who was, who was just, every, when he never smiled, he was hilarious. And so know. they just wanted the show to be Lily White and, and, and no... Yeah, because no, that's how the original was. Right, you know? the radio so they, one. You know, anything that was different to that. And there was a mixed-race relationship in it, and, and that... that well, I think sure. the people that freak out, it's like, I'm going to say a solid chunk of them they're not actually if you change Peter Parker to African American if you say this character can be female now if you um, I think that there's surely a bunch of people that are like no I hate women you shouldn't do that and then there's these like cousins of theirs who are perfectly comfortable standing next to them because they think that they're such big fans of comedy or sci-fi or comic books or whatever their thing is they think that they're such big great fans that and, 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 and that they perceive this agenda that has nothing to do with, for instance, making comic books as cool as they can be, making video games as great as they can be, making movies as funny or as, as yeah. loyal to this or that. And that, and that they, it actually is, it's almost like a recruitment thing for them. It's like, like those guys go, oh man, Doctor Who's a woman? Like, that ain't Doctor Who. And then there's a Nazi standing in the shadows five feet from there going, psst, over here. <laughs> We agree. Doctor Who ain't Doctor Who no more. (laughs) If it's a Doctor Her, come over here. And they're like, what, what? Uh, Yeah, I'm so frustrated. They're like, oh, you don't know the frustration. How many people is six million people? (laughs) Do you think? It's a lot of people. Exactly. Come here. Come and just keep walking with me. It's getting awful dark. Um, Not to cast any of those people as innocents, but I do think, I I think that there, I think it's like, there's a difference between hate and and ignorance. I think that uh, hopefully, because otherwise we got to just go, oh, there's there's all these hateful people. We might as well be like, fine, they're like white walkers and let's just either like, what, eliminate them or let them kill us. Like, no, it's like, it's not like that. It's like, there's a lot of ignorance at play. And people get like at different times in their life, like they go like, "Oh, I'm a big I I, I hate this idea that you're that that feminism is a thing in comedy. I'm sick of reading these articles. I can't all these headlines. Oh, women, 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 women. I'm so sick of the women. And and that's that. You must not be thinking about comedy very much if you're if you're focused on on women being involved. That's yeah. not comedy. Comedy should be uh, about the comedy, which is me at 24 throwing that magazine across the room. Yeah, yeah. But as uh, but as far as I, you know, I, I I've done it for for a long time now. I know I can do a certain type of show. We we did Father Ted. It had four, uh, uh, three three male characters and one female character. Um, you know, I know I can do that. It would be interesting to do a show with three female characters and one male character, which we've just done. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, it just keeps you limber. You know. Well, yeah. Well, I think the important thing is to do that and then have it be fucking awesome because yeah. that is the that because that's the it does it it's it, 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 otherwise you're just like that's the it's like you're pouring like energy into this weird engine that um, exists where yeah, I don't even know it's that's another half hour. You just of know you can do it. You know you can do it. So uh, why why do why why do it again? Why you know that's why I think diversity is an interest. It's another it's another um, discipline. You know, and it's another stricture you can put on yourself, and that—I don't know—I think that leads to interesting, interesting 
as I say, Seinfeld for me, best example. You know, you can't say, you can't talk about masturbating on a show, but so they come up with, right. you know, three different ways of talking about it, you know. Uh, it's just, you know, that's, that's where the fun is, you know. So why, why, why not embrace it? Why not embrace something like diversity as a chance to show what you can do? Yeah. You know? And I think the unspoken it, answer is... It, it, if not, you know, for the wider reasons. I mean, it also, obviously, there are good reasons to do it anyway, but for reasons of, you know, artistic reasons, it's a good artistic reason, too. It's a good reason. Yeah, it, guys it, like me, I always want to just say, like, don't you want the, the don't you want the, don't you want to prove that you're the most talented person in the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't you want all of this nonsense about anyone not having access and, and, and any suspicions of, of, of an unfair field to be abolished so that for, at some point in your life you can go, I'm the best writer! There's a flip side to it, though, with 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 uh, with the internet, though, which, which really does annoy me, which is uh, uh, people telling writers what they can and can't write about. That, fuck, that, that really annoys me. Right. You see that a lot. Like, writers are jukeboxes. Right. You know? And, that, and, and, and that's a really good argument for unplugging yourself from the internet. Yeah. You know? The uplifting thing about that, though, is that I go, like, shit, man, no one's going to replace me. This generation is fucked. <laughs> they, think, they think TV's like a faucet. They're just like, psh. And I was like, so there ain't no 25-year-old Dan Harmon coming down the pike. Do you feel like that, though? Does that worry you? Well, I when... Kinda, when I see that stuff, that's how I make myself feel better. I'm like, well, if this if this person can yell at the creator of a show and say you're not creating it right, then like no one's gonna they, like these kids are not equipped to yeah. produce a competitor. I really like it, though, isn't it? Isn't it? I, I've got this terrible twin. Is this boring for everybody? Uh, well, I've got this. I've got this terrible. Someone nodded. <laughs> And that person, Norman Lear. I've got this. <laughs> We're sorry, Mr. Lear. He comes up with his belt like Mr. a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored. I'm bored of the scene, Mean Gene. I'm bored of these whippersnappers talking about how they should diversify. I think you need to energizify. <laughs> Ain't uh, that right, William? <laughs> Ain't that? He's a writer, everybody. <laughs> Right, William. William. I, we'll tried be right to, back. I tried to think of another showrunner. <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I don't know. I James, this, James uh, yeah. I got this double thing going on where uh, I kind of don't like watching new things because I'm jealous, yeah. but at the same time, I really want to see good things. So, yeah. because when you see good things, it makes you want to write. Yeah. Other things, but it's really hard. It's like showering for me. I, I, like, I, 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 every time I'm in the shower, I'm like, I should do this all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like well, how I feel if I'm halfway through an episode of New Girl. I'm like, why the fuck don't I do yeah, this? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is I, fine. I, the, the, reason yeah. was, uh, <laughs> the reason one for me was The Good Place, which I started watching. And, uh, you know, it, because it's just a show, my inclination is not to watch it. Yeah, no, you I know? don't know what that fucking is, I, I, man. I haven't watched Atlanta yet. Like, it's I, really I, good. Like, Megan Amram, who's really funny. Grandma, you uh, Dan, you, you don't read like literature, like novels or things like that, right? Yeah, I, I'm a real bookworm. What the fuck? We've talked about this. Like, oh, I, I, but I need to ask though. How? Uh, this is something I've tried to ask him on Twitter, and and I never get an answer. So I'm going to be able to ask you now. Where does your understanding of 
the oh. the right the the circle come it was from? A, I, is the, it from reading Campbell? The, the first thing I read is that book you mentioned, Christopher Vogler's Writer's Journey. Uh, right. Before and then, and then having I, I and I always recommend that to young people or old people that have I mean I mean I mean new people yeah. like that are like asking me how do I uh, process like the Campbell stuff and I said. Like read the Vogler book first because it's so simple, yeah. Paint by numbers, but don't stop there because right. the, 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 having read that now, like try to digest Campbell from cover to cover. I bought it. I bought it today, and I started reading it. Yeah. And it's Hero of Thousand Faces. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it's tough going, man. Because once you've got it's, Vogler or any other kind of quite, like it's pretty uh, readable, I thought. Uh, uh, well, the, 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 actually, there's there's a chapter or two in there for me that I've had to read and reread and reread. Yeah, but that's what that's every what, paragraph that's what that Campbell writes. You have to reread a thousand times. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 but that's what five and six on the on the circle is yeah. like for me. Yeah, it gets really dense at one point. I'm like, I'm like, okay, he's blowing my mind. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My mind has been blown, so my mind doesn't work anymore. But he's explaining to you that the concept of mind blowing reveals to you that you are the mind blower. But you see, I've 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 been asked I've been asked to go to Australia and and talk to people about comedy writing, like to do a course like Robert McKee or something. But the thing is, I'm just copying your. Right. Your 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 blog post. But they about just it. want you know what those guys want down there? I've been down there. <laughs> they want you to pretend they don't have poisonous spiders. <laughs> They're very sensitive about that. Uh, apparently there hasn't been a poisonous spider death in thirty years. Whatever. <laughs> I said to them, no other country has that statistic. <laughs> you protest too much, Australia. But they really just like, they like the sound, they like you to sound like one of them. So, can I teach you a phrase? Oh, wait. Stand back. Oh, I like that hat, mate! <laughs> just remember that. When, okay. If you get into a jam, just go, I like that hat, mate! <laughs> you know what, you know, you know what I, I find suspicious about the, uh, the Aussies is that they really insist that you don't have any worries. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want you. They want you to have no worries at all time. I'm like that worries me. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I don't. But know yeah. I mean. So so. But the thing is, I don't really have a unified theory of writing. My 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 stuff is is grabbed from all different places, and you know, character. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a sneak. I, I found there's a cheat. Okay. Oh, right. The the circle. Okay. Yeah. So quad. Just do quadrants now. Uh, top half is. I want to make sure I get this right. Order. No, stop. So, top half is good. Appetizers. Just stop. So, top half is good. Bottom half is bad. Right half is dishonest. Left half is honest. Oh, no, honest. I know that one. Yeah, yeah I love that. Yeah. That's great. Because it's, it's just a cheat. You're just I like, forgot okay, about well, that. it doesn't even matter. Your things about a banana. Okay, so uh, so good dishonest, good cross dishonest, a threshold into, bad dishonest, into bad dishonest, and then the, the, bad, go, the goddess banana. midpoint. Like, there's this truth that changes everything. It's like another threshold you go into. Um, uh, honest bad, which right. is like you, why you get your ass kicked. Because it's like the truth is you suck. But you burn. And then you recover from that, and now the truth can be that you're good. Yeah. yeah can can yeah. you riff the, uh, the the banana story? Like, just kind of give us give us the beats of, of good. Uh, I, I want to know. I, I want to know what bad dishonest bananas. Something to do. Right. Uh, In my Seth Rogen uh, uh, animated film called B- uh, Banana Boys, <laughs> the, there's a bunch of bananas, and they all agree that 
getting peeled is uh, is the cool. is the worst. Let's, oh, the worst. It's okay. the worst. So then, so they, they they try to avoid getting peeled, and then one of them gets peeled, and uh, and he has to adapt to getting peeled. So he's like a naked banana, and he's but he's like, you know, he, he's cool with it. And then he finds out that bananas uh, are actually plantains. <laughs> That he was never a banana, and so this and it's summer, like, he yeah. was adopted. His parents didn't want him. He was—he just looked like a banana. It doesn't matter, peeled, unpeeled. Go fuck yourself. And then he gets back to the, uh, okay. the fucking banana so I'll, store. I'll, I'll just tell the Australians that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, look—it's never going to sound very great <laughs> on the whiteboard. Like, it, it, but it, I tell it, you, that was—that was the most—that uh, was the biggest change in writing for me. Was seeing that. Seen that, that that juicy details post, oh. you know. Where once I realised that everything in the second half was the was the trailer. That's how I describe it to people. That everything in the in the bottom half is the trailer for that week's episode. And I thought that was just so clear. As soon as I realised that, you could start filling out the bottom half, and that helps you decide what the top half is. I, I just it's so easy and wonderful. It, it well, made I mean, every, Matt, made everything better for me. As you can imagine, if you ran the simulator, as if uh, uh, some a writer that you admired saying that to you, it hits you in like an Oreo of <laughs> of flattery and fucking panic because you're like, wait, what? So then there's going to be some subreddit where people say, have you noticed that since Graham said that Dan Harmon changed how he wrote that all his shit sucks or something like they're gonna like it'll they'll trace it yeah. or something, and I'll be like I, I, don't, I don't want any responsibility no no don't anything. worry like, don't, don't worry. listen to me I won't tell you the exact point I started <laughs> um, but uh, yeah we should we, we they called out 9-11 because we we, we start playing D&D around this time yeah. so um, stick around and have a drink with me after or you can I'd love to I gotta meet a friend so I don't know what he's doing but I will alright then fuck you out. I know it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, you're giving us an Irish goodbye. That's amazing. No, we, we, we don't usually I, get the I, real I thing. <laughs> it's a real Irish goodbye. Uh, yeah, everybody, thank Graham uh, for coming. Graham Linehan, everybody. Thank you, Graham. Let's say goodbye to Graham and bring up Steve Levy, everyone. Steve. Maria Jr. to the stage. Hello, Steve. Turn your hey. Oh, now I just I, I just want to go home and rewatch Father Ted because I got to hang out with the guy that made it. It makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Drink. It's for the four people that have seen that show. All right, Spencer, do you want to uh, disperse the, uh, the the character sheets here? Nah. <laughs> I wish somebody go. I always feel bad when I interview people. Like I don't know how to interview them. Just tell me how do you how do you think you should interview people? Just, You've been doing just this for years. You're great theoretically. at it. Theoretically, yeah. St- listen to Steve. You're great at it. What do you think is the right thing to do in an interview? I'm just curious. Plumb the depths? <laughs> do you think you tend to do that? No. Well, there's a great first step. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I don't know the right answer. I'm trying to work through it with you. Does it feel good? <laughs> just, just play your game. <laughs> this is why I sequester myself <laughs> for other people's benefit. <laughs> 
Steve, how you been doing, man? I, I, I'm, how, how's your I'm week well. been? My week? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. I think oh, it was a shit. it was a decent week. You're overworked, aren't you? <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> it's fine. It's great. I love it. You're dying a little inside every day, aren't you? <laughs> Steve's an incel. But he likes it. That's not true. That's not true. He likes dying a little inside. He likes being overwhelmed. I'm telling you, man. I don't. I don't I'm not going to say who it is, Steve. But there is a gal that came to uh, one of our shows. I don't know if it was this one or something else here at the castle. But uh, you got you got a secret admirer out there who uh, I was like, I got a. Big He's got crush. a lot. I got a big crush on that Steve Levy. <laughs> They're just all over the place. Yeah. What? They're just not a here. That's the problem. Well, yeah, it's. I mean, I don't. I don't even admire a woman that uh, is hot for Levy because it's like, it's such an obvious. It's like low-hanging boy candy. <laughs> That's what I call my balls. Adorable. <laughs> boy Scout, like, like. No, can, I'll just take this ring to Mordor. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, try, try. What poison. kind of girl falls for sweet? Good-looking guys with biceps. I mean, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's like, it's like, oh well. Good luck impressing me as a woman if you're hot for an obvious choice. <laughs> Go Steve, ahead, Steve, but I'm just I, gonna be like, well, so. But the thing is that the reason why he, he he's so adorable is that he doesn't consider himself an obvious choice. Do you, or do you? Do you secretly think, oh, like I got the fucking goods? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I consider myself an obvious choice. So you're like... It's never worked out for me. See, now, I, I want to fuck you just because that was so charming. You just made me gay. You're saying, you're saying, Steve, you don't know you're beautiful and that's why you are? Isn't that the song? Yeah. You don't know you're beautiful. That's what makes you beautiful. You think you're a nerd. The One Direction song? Yeah. You're oh. like Velma. Yeah. Mary Ann. See, I wear suits because I don't look good in a T-shirt. You can just go out in a T-shirt and you look. Oh, like, you look good in a you, T-shirt. You look like you look like young Jewish Paul Newman all the time. But it's... <laughs> young Jewish Paul Newman. He's fucking. He's he's Jewish cool hand Luke. He's fucking... You're saying he's. You're kind of saying because because Paul Newman was young at one point. So then you can contract that and you can just call him Paul Juman. <laughs> I mean, that's, that sounds a little more insulting, but yeah, I mean. And a tinge anti-Semitic. <laughs> a little bit. Maybe a little bit. It's good. He's a cute dad? Neb. Oh, Neb. Yeah. Neb. Neb. Neb? Like Nebish? He's short for Nebulon. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak Yiddish? Hebrew. Hebrew. Sorry. Neb. I didn't mean to... to, to Wait, what's to the, I'm sorry. What's the difference between Yiddish and Hebrew? Different, different dialects, man. <laughs> So is, what is Yiddish like an informal or what? What's the Steve? You want to field this one? I'm pretty Yiddish was like Eastern European. Uh, just... It's Hebrew and German. Oh, go. okay. Because <laughs> I have relatives that speak a little. They're like, like my my great grandparents like they're from like the Polish corridor part of Europe and like they're yeah. There's a lot of like Yiddish like isms like like I I would get my dupa washed. The bathtub dupa means dupa. No wait, that's Polish. That's for oh. butt. Uh, but your boy, family I like washed your but butt. I think, yeah, I, think, I like I, those dupa washings. But, madam out there, I think we can agree that Steve, does Steve have a punum? What a punum? What a punum? A what? A punum? A, he's got a punum. And he's I hear a he's a mensch. A shana punum? 
izgašenja ponom. Unga čačka. Did I say something? Yes, I think you call me a knick-knack. Let's play some D&D, shall we, before the time runs out? I mean, we can... I don't know. All right, well... Maybe we'll set... I think we've had enough of this Michigas. All right. Uh, we'll set aside a segment for next week. We'll just add, we'll, it'll be called, uh, as someone on Twitter suggested, "Take It or Levy." <laughs> well, we'll get to know Levy a little. Or we better. just have Levy dating game. We just bring up uh, all, all the women that are in love with him and just bring this them. This will be stage. great. Steve won't even be here. It'll be great. <laughs> he doesn't need any help there, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to whore him out. I'm not going to. Like, he, he, I just want to make him uncomfortable because it's adorable. <laughs> We went to New York, and he just every every woman we met just fell in love with. That's him. what I'm saying. Yeah, that's not true. Called, no, that's true. Yeah. You can't see it. We try to help. Don't get us wrong. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's something you don't see. It's great. All right. That's part of your charm. That's great. Okay. <laughs> Spencer, you got a squeeze lately? Are you, you, uh, you any uh, action in the dating realm? I've I've squeezed a few, but. <laughs> <laughs> No one's happy about it. <laughs> there's, no, there's no squeaking happening. <laughs> no, nobody won? Oh, no. No. All right. Spencer, if you don't mind, uh, let's, let's uh, get us off. Uh, last we left, some, some weird shit was going down, so uh, hip us to the jive, if you would. When last we left, some weird shit was going on. <laughs> what happened? You guys had infiltrated the church with uh, partially the help of Patchins. You conspired in the courtyard on what to do next, and you decided what to do next was to go to the library. Once in the library, you read a couple of the books and then went up some stairs, and one of the stairs had marbles in it, and uh, Chad grabbed the marble, one of the marbles, and then Carlos grabbed the rest of the marbles, and you went up the stairs, and nothing was theirs. You went down and found a secret door. Carlos found a secret door, and he opened it, but there was a trap, and they took damage, and I hope it's written down on your character sheets. And then they went down into the secret dungeon where they saw an unholy sight. A robed figure manipulating a magical object and melting flesh together into unhinged monstrosities. Oh boy, who knows what would happen next. Find out now. Do, do they see us? Do they, do they notice our presence in the doorway here? Uh, or are they too busy like making sexy blood magic? That's go a on? good question. So let's let's pretend we're going back in time. How do you guys go down this ladder? Because that would determine the answer to that question. Well, I usually sing my ladder song. <laughs> Ladders go up, but mine goes down. I to when you ring me a frown. I, no, we're trying to be stealthy, I think. Right, but which order? I think... Uh, I should go down first and put my shield and, and use my shield so you guys can come behind me and I can defend you. Okay. Just in case. 
Wait. Wait, explain that more. You're on a ladder, you're using your shield to... I'm gonna, like, Ghostbusters down the ladder and then whip out my shield and then you guys follow behind me and then any sort of... Are you sliding down the... I'm sliding, I'm gonna do a quick move with my shield. Whoa. Just very, like, action hero-y, you know? Um, is this the original Ghostbusters? (laughs) The first movie Ghostbusters. All right, well, I assume, I don't know. I've seen that movie, but I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) They have a fire pole. They had a fire pole. They go down a fire pole. Right. I come down like the the new women's Ghostbusters, and I go, oh, this looks like a room full of nightmares. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, you Ghostbusters down. Um, Steve's in the lead with the shield leading, and the rest of you are behind him. So that's kind of the situation. Right, and that, you... it sounds like they do know you're here. Uh-oh. How many, how many people are in the room? Uh, you see six, six people, no, seven people. Um, six of the people got all warped by, the f- by flesh. They're, like, bathing in flesh, and it was mutating them into horrid monstrosities, like getting long arms and weird legs and stuff. They're chins are melting and they're getting like an eyeball on a stick (laughs) it's it's gross but that rogue figure is the one that we found in the the pumpkin patch where we were trying to be cow people and uh, he flew off right yeah you can tell by the robe (laughs) oh really yeah that's cool it's the same one that plan kind of worked then it worked enough all right guys uh, (laughs) how far away are we from them uh sorry Oh boy! Do we got a like map? Thirty of this? feet. Do we got a map of this room or not? I don't have a map. A lot of the rooms are rectangular, and this is no exception. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you're in the corner. The, the ladder comes down in the corner. There's kind of barrels stacked up along the walls, and there's one cabinet. On the far end of the, of the longish room, you see the table that all that melted flesh was on. And there's also like an altar. It looks like an altar to an evil entity. And there's also a little well, like a, yeah, like a well for drawing water. And you're saying this to all of us because we've all, you're figuring we've all come down the ladder? That's my assumption currently. Okay. I mean, I'm willing to go with that. that we came want. down the yeah. ladder. Let's, yeah, whatever you yeah. guys want. Okay, so, so they, they, they know we're there. The jig is up, right? Oh, like, it is. Okay. Uh, the guys, battle formations! Uh, gentlemen, be ye man or beast, ye still be of the Church of the Silver Flame. Lay down your ag- aggressions. Recant, you'll be shown mercy. All right. The robed figure picks up a barrel. It's like a, you know, a big-sized barrel and throws it at you. She's faster than you. Oh, man. All right, well, Did you say stuff she? isn't working. What? Did you say she? Oh, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it hits you in the face, Steve. What? The barrel. I have my shield out. It hits you right in the shield. Yeah, because you, 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 you gender uh, fluid assigned her. No, I did that. I... All right, you take seven damage. Holy <laughs> shit. You should have taken the eggshell pill. Can you guys, can you guys heal me? The barrel explodes, spraying urine everywhere. Oh, boy. (laughs) What? She threw a pee barrel at you? Well, it was a barrel. Yes, it was a pee barrel. Why are they peeing in barrels? It's the olden days. People peed in barrels back then. (laughs) 
Uh, where, where do you want him to go? The, the First City National Bank building? <laughs> Why are they saving the pee? <laughs> it's for doing laundry. Um, I take that gold marble that I found in the trap that has kind of slushy, maybe possibly liquid in it, and I don't know what it is, but I think it's probably a weapon, and I throw it at the robed figure. All right. What's your, uh, what's your ranged... Do you have a ranged attack? Like with my bow, you mean? Yeah, just give me your bow base attack bonus. Uh, well, that's 100 feet with, with the bow. <sighs> no, just the base attack bonus. Base sorry. Attack, oh, sorry, base attack bonus. Where are you? It's on the left, oh, maybe. Oh, uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, you throw the marble, and it lands on the floor. It explodes, and, and uh, it emits a shrill ringing sound. It's like, ring. The, the hooded figure recoils with a terrible scream as if they're hypersensitive to sounds, mm. but they don't seem to take any damage or anything. Oh, oh. oh wait, wait. Yeah. Uh, I start uh, hitting my steel shield with my elvish blade. All right, you do that. It's making noise, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> they don't seem happy. <laughs> Damn it. Car- Carlos, can you heal me? Sure. Uh, well... I mean, normally... You can substitute any level one spell for a healing spell. Right, okay, well... That's a spontaneous casting. All right, well, I substitute divine favor off of my offensive loadout for a healing spell. Don't be very happy about it. I have a... Well, no, I... Of course I'm not happy about it. I, you don't have to No heal one me. wants to give up divine favor. <laughs> never sounds like a good idea, but friendship is friendship. Oh, man. You heal him for 10 damage. Wow. Thank you. So I think you're back to full health even if you took the trap damage. I'll get that later. Oh, really? Yeah. So then all the, the shambling mounds start shambling towards you. It seems that all this mutating didn't make them faster. So they're, they're just, they're, uh, they're kind of like a wall of disgusting flesh. It's horrendous. How many of them? Uh, there's six of them. They're kind of forming a wall between uh, you and uh, the, the hooded figure. So the, it's just of the original people in this Roman Polanski scene that we've walked into, like, there's just the hooded figure, and now everyone else has turned into these shambling flesh people? Yeah. Okay. There's three of them. Six of them. Six. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> I, su- I summon nature's ally. All right. Which nature's can, ally do you want You can just say, summon? take a shit. We're friends. <laughs> I summon uh, a serpent. All right. What kind of serpent? Like a, like a, like a big-ass cobra. <laughs> like a, a, a mutant-loving cobra chomper. All right. You summon a big-ass cobra. I drop the kids off at the pool. <laughs> what do you want the cobra to do? I want them to attack uh, the, uh, the, 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 the boogans that are coming at us. <laughs> it attacks the boogans. <laughs> Sorry, hold up. Oh boy. While Spencer's consulting the literature to see how that attack fared, it'd be a good time to wonder whether you should have meal ingredients delivered to your home in a box. 
Do you uh, hate eating prepared meals? Yes. Do you want to make your own, but you don't want to go to the grocery store? Well, then the world is dying. What's and the name of this company? <laughs> Fresh Hello Box. All right. Fresh Hello Box. Fresh Hello Box brings you five boxes a day full of gourmet ingredients from only the freshest people. All right, so I got a, I got a cobra. I got a big, I have a magic cobra in the room right now. You guys know what I hate is liquid cologne. It's just not solid enough for me. I don't like other people's undies. What happened to me undies? I, I, I don't want to keep walking around in their undies. All right, the cobra, it wraps around one of the legs of, a, of one of these shambling horror things and bites its jaws, sink into the, the flesh of the leg, and, uh, oh, man, it hurts. The thing, it cries out in a horrifically garbled uh, cry. Oh, man, it goes down. He's like, he's racked in pain from the, from the what do you call it? Poison. Yeah, venom, yeah. that's the word. Yeah. That's, that's uh, guys. That's called uh, my little cobra friend. Now does he does he keep moving around and kicking butt, or is he kind of dealing with that 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 boogan for a that while? That guy is dealing with it right now. He's like tussling with it. Okay. Okay. So the hooded figure crosses over and attacks at uh, what do you call it, Chad? That's me. Yeah. Now now she she's like real fast and she like blasts over to you. What's your AC? Seventeen equals yeah, seventeen. Seventeen. All right, you take three damage. God damn she punches you with the strength of something real strong, like inhumanly strong. Oh boy, it hurts, but only three damage, so it doesn't hurt that bad. All right, so Steve's turn. If uh, if she was affected by the clanging sound of your shield, she's not really showing it. Okay, how far is she from me? Uh, she's within 10 feet of you because she's like mixing it up with Jeff, who's close to you do, or behind you potentially. Is she, do I have to go through the monsters, the monster people to get to her? No. Can I use, can I do a full attack on her? Uh, yeah. <laughs> how many attacks do you get on a full attack? How many do I get? Yeah. Where would it say that? Probably just one. <laughs> It wouldn't say that. Oh, okay. I'll just assume it's one. It can't be not one. Sorry, everybody. It says plus four, plus four attack bonus. Oh, you do get two. What do you know? All right. You hit her with your sword. No. Do you have a sword? I want to use my elvish blade and do some kind of cool <laughs> Legolas attack with my bow. Yeah. 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 Is that doable? Wait, you, you said with your bow? Wait, do I, I have two attacks, right? Yeah. So you, you're gonna use your sword first and then do a bow attack? Yeah, is that cool? Well, it's not gonna be as, like, uh, you have a penalty to bow attacks within a, in a, in a close range. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, just do, yeah, everybody. All right, two, I'll use my Elvish Blade t twice. Yeah. Oh, boy. One will be cooler than the next. <laughs> <laughs> One is cooler than the next. The first hit misses, and the second hit hits. <laughs> Good thing I had two tries. Yeah, that's it. You slash into uh, the hooded figure's face, revealing her face. 
It's, uh, it's pale. Yeah, it's just pale. She's got long, stringy black hair. It's like gross, gross black hair. Oh boy, she's pale. Is, she, is it a person? Uh, it looks, yeah, it's like a human-looking human, human looking person, yeah. You does, slice does her in the face. she shake it out? Like, like, now, like, like is it that moment in an 80s movie where it's like, it's a woman, and she shakes her hair? No, she starts to, but it, she was doing something else. And, it and we already knew she out. was a woman, so How we're like... How much damage does she take? She takes 17 damage oh! to the face. Oh! All right. You Elvish score a deep blow. It goes deep into her face. Oh, man. Is she bleeding? She's bleeding. Is it You stabbed her in the face? She sliced her in the face. What? Is it like human red blood? Yeah, it's human red blood. Oh, okay. But then her wounds start healing together. It like, it goes, like, it it sucks together. You know, it's starting to heal fast style. It doesn't heal completely or anything, but it's starting to heal up inhumanly. That's where I come in, right? Yeah. Isn't it my turn? Yeah, yeah, it is. Nowhere to hide. Nowhere to run. Summon monster one. All right, what monster are you level trying to summon? Level one. <laughs> don't tell her what level it is. Yeah, right. You're right. I don't know why I made that part of my incantation. <laughs> make it make it sound like a high level yeah. monster. Yeah. Summon monster market price. <laughs> You don't know. What but do you if, want to if, if you have to ask, you can't oh, afford it. Oh, the lobster thermidor you want. Oh. What, are you, what are you trying to summon, man? Well, I, I'm sorry I had to ask you this, but I don't know my, uh, my There's choices. There's a dire rat, a dog, a dolphin, eagle, fire beetle, poison frog, pony, I, got, I mean, viper. I got distracted when you said dolphin. I didn't hear anything else. <laughs> I heard dire rat because it sounds like diarrhea. I got distracted by that. So you start, just go from the top. Dire rat. Dire rat. Dog. Dolphin. <laughs> eagle. Fire beetle. Ewo? Eagle. 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 I'm sorry, sorry. Fire beetle. Fire beetle. Fire beetle. Fire beetle. Frog. Frog. Poison frog. Poison frog? It's a poison frog. It's a choice between frog and poison frog. No, no, no. I was clarifying. Poison frog. Don't pick I'll the take frog. the regular frog. Uh, I hope he settles near me. I, I believe that dire rat is going to be the perfect, like, I'm like, yeah. yeah we're, we're in a legit dunge. Yeah. You got to bring the rat out. We got a snake and a rat. It's like the, the Chinese calendar. All right, you summon a dire rat. What are you doing with it? Attack the robed woman. All right. You summon a filthy rat the size of a small dog. That's my commanding him. Who are you attacking again? The lady. Oh, man. It lunges at her, but it, it misses. It, go, it jumps straight past her into a wall. I should have I sicked it on one of the... Poison frog? No, I should have sicked it on one of the... The shambling mounds. Yeah. That poison frog, though. Oh, boy. The shambling mounds, they continue to advance. They get towards you and start lashing out with their grubby, gross flesh hands. Six of them. (laughs) We're fucked. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like the sound of that. All right, Jeff, you take just five damage. Um, Steve takes 
two damage, and Dan takes six damage. Now, are, are my HP uh, on my sheet, like, updated from last time? They should be. Okay. All right. So I'm, You said I'm, earlier you hoped we'd marked it down. I'm, yeah. I'm, down, I'm down to six HP right now. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> whose turn is it? Um, it's, uh, it's... It's not. It's a the, Sham- shambling mounds turn. No, it's the oh. the rogue figure's turn. Okay. All right. Should we run? <laughs> We're not running from shit. <laughs> we, we got a cobra. We got your weak ass uh, fucking rat. <laughs> like we're, we're, we could make a fast getaway on those horses. <laughs> I won't turn away from a fight though. Let's keep going. Yeah. The, the vampire turns into mist. The vampire? Oh, yeah, it's a vampire. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah, pale, pale humanoid is kind of vampire, right? Okay. Yeah. Especially okay. if they're healing. I mean, yeah, I could have done a better job. I'm not going to deny that. It's a vampire. Well, now it's a mist. It's not clear what this portends. All right, it's Jeff's turn. So that, that vampire just boned out. Well, it's a mist. It's a mist. It's a mist. Is, is it still like is it still misting around At the room? At the moment, it hasn't really picked a direction. Did it do it because uh, it doesn't want to get eaten by a rat? Or it's did not it... clear what this portends. All right. Well, um, um, I is it mist kind of all like in one like kind of conf- like like space? Like no, a, it's kind of like the room's a bit foggy. It's not quite well, that compact. But yeah. all right. Now are these uh, these shambling? Motherfuckers, are they all in a group? Or are they kind of like... Yeah, they've all converged kind of around towards you. All right, uh, fire domain, firebolt! And I shoot, and I, I try to go zap, and like, 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 like zoom. Like, 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 like Pickle Rick laser in the fucking against... <laughs> against, uh, what was his name? Condor? No, what, what, what? Jaguar. 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 Yeah, I try to go, wow, across <laughs> these motherfuckers. All right. One of them catches on fire. Oh, boy. He takes six fire damage and catches fire. And he's, he's screaming this gurgly scream that sounds like he's got a melted uvula. And uh, he starts running around, and he's, like, catching things on fire, catching barrels on fire. Uh-oh, he's making pee barrels catch fire. You know how flammable pee can be. Is P actually flammable? No. no. I don't think so, at least. Mine frequently is. Oh, shit. <laughs> How would any organism survive Darwin's gauntlet with flammable P? I wasn't thinking about it. All right, so we got one, we got one that's been subdued by my by snake. By the viper, yeah. Oh, yeah, the snake should have a turn, too. Oh, yeah. Does he still want to keep tussling? Uh, is it a snake? It's a, it's a cobra. A cobra, yeah. Cobras always want to fuck another chance. Is that the case? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. He bites him again. Oh, this time he bites him right in the eye. Okay. All right. That, that's uh, on your dice? Yeah. It's, it, was a, it was a snake eyes. Um, yay. That's our show. No. Um... He bites him in the eye, and he's he, now he's like screaming real loud, as if the poison's in his brain. Yeah. All right. He's Just a convulsing. shambling mound. You're talking about. It's he's like he was a person. He's like a mutant person. It's like if a person turned into an action figure and melted. Yeah. 
So I got one dude on fire. This other guy is going crazy on snake eye poison. Yeah. All right. All right. Steve. All right. Have we eliminated any of those? I'd say two seem to be out of the immediate fight. Okay. Um, I'll attack the closest one with my elvish blade. All right. It's a crit. You get you miss once and then it's a critical hit. Oh yeah! boy. Dealing damage. <laughs> Dealing 14 damage. Funny. That was less than that normal hit. Okay. Well, that's numbers. All right. You lop off the stretchy, uh, elongated head of one of the mutated forms. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's pain, baby. All right. Nice job, DJ. Thanks. <laughs> Tarbin. I am using channel smite. It's one of my feats. Yeah. Which won't fail me now. Uh, to deal extra damage to undead on attack. Now, I'm making the snap judgment in my head that these shambling mound things are not undead. And I got a nod. So, I'm attacking the mist. I didn't think this through. <laughs> If, if you have a towel, do you think that could help? I don't know. Somebody absorb the mist. <laughs> Towels. Mist's one great weakness. <laughs> uh, are the, are the, sh the shambling mounds aren't undead. Uh, they... I'd know that as a cleric. Yeah, yeah, you'd know that as a cleric. They're like mutants. They're like demonic. They're not. Yeah. All right. Well then. But they are evil. God damn it! I just, I got this mist. I gotta, I gotta get this fucker. Like I, I can't hit her with a. I'll just hit a, a shambling man. I'm not channeling smite. I'm not doing that. I lied. Okay. I'm hitting a shambling mound with my morning star. All right. What's your attack bonus and damage? Plus two. Oh, wow. Times two if it's critical. All right. Well, you hit. Uh, damage is 1d8, right? Yeah. Right. Plus one. <laughs> Mind you. <laughs> All right. You smash one in his head. <laughs> you explode his giant ear, and it oozes pus as his brain also pusses out of his ear. He dies. Yeah. It's, it's 9.59 right now. So we got how many, how many standing uh, boogans have we got? Two. Two, two boogans? Yeah. And we the, still got a frog and a... Has, has the frog... Not a frog. We got a rat. Has the, has the rat gone again? Oh, yeah. Make the rat do something, Harmon. Oh, rat. Attack one of the shambling mounds. Rats don't attack mist. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, it bites one of the guys right in the neck. Oh, boy, it tears his neck open. He's not dead, but he's really heavily injured. Oh, man. The mist, it takes a turn. It leaves. It goes up out of the ladder. Shit. Follow that mist. Snake, come on, rat! <laughs> We're going up this ladder. I, I put the snake around my neck like a, like a like a scarf. 
And, uh, and then we're like, we're, we, let's, go, let's go get this goddamn mist. All right. The, 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 the shambly guys, they, they reach after you with their fucked up limbs, but you manage to get away unscathed uh, up the ladder. The mist is nowhere to be found. It's, it was a mist. <laughs> we missed the mist. <laughs> we missed it. Yeah. It was a swing and a mist. Right. Uh, uh, should we go back down and just fuck up these other two guys just out of frustration? There's a giant explosion from underground. Oh, shit. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Everything down there explodes. <laughs> I guess the urine is flammable. <laughs> Do we survive it? Well, you guys do, yeah. Uh, oh, so uh, down, down where we were, below the ladder. Yeah. So there's just a big... Is the explosion ongoing, or it just ends? And then no, it happened. Okay, so that... So the, you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> Tyria, see down there if... All right, I, I, go, I go down into the... I, I go down the ladder. Oh, man. It's just... It's all blown up. Can I see anything? I have low light vision. You can see a crumbling support pillar. Portending the uh, collapse, uh, imminent collapse. Well, let's have, let's get the fuck out. Well, he's just down there now. Wait, so we, I, we have, I have to get out of here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I climb up the ladder quickly. All right. He's back with you guys. What did you see down there? Uh, an imminently collapsing pillar. We got to get out of the structure. Let's go out and get on those horses. Let's get on the horses. Oh, okay. You run into the courtyard. And you can see the horses are slaughtered. Oh, oh boy. They're no! Cliffhanger! <laughs> Steve Levy, everybody. As Diarrhea Jr. Let's give it up for our guest, Graham Linehan, everyone. Also, the birthday boy, Ian Bowers, is that right? Welcome, Ian. Thanks for coming. Spencer Crittenden. Let's take Church on Photography and Kevin and Sarah and Zach and uh, who else? Uh, Noah and uh, all the people that make things happen here. Nolan. I'm your comptroller, Jeff Davis, here for your mayor, Dan Harmon. Thank you for coming. Zach, put a beat on before you get peed on. Uh, Elon Musk follows the Rick and Morty uh, Twitter. Oh, that got some mixed reviews. <laughs> I, th I thought it was cool. <laughs> Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. <laughs> the NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. 
incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. 